I hate feeling trapped in a box. I, I always hated feeling trapped. I hated feeling like I had no control of the outcome or no control of my environment. I really hated it. So now I'm going kamikaze. I've decided that in this new economy, this new world, that I'm putting everything I have into what I love. Whether it pays or not, I'm gonna, I'm fully committed. I think that the more of us that do this, the faster we see change. Cause the people in power, the people that are controlling everything, they don't want change. They want you depressed. They want you working a nine to five. They want you sad. They want you on drugs and alcohol. They want you just feeling insecure. They don't want you thinking you can do what you really want to do. Your passion. They don't want you to do that. But we have the tools. We can communicate, we can talk, we have social media, we can see each other, there's transparency. So we just have to go kamikaze. You have to dedicate yourself to what to what your passion is, to what you love. Whatever it is, no matter how silly it is, it doesn't fucking matter. You just have to fully commit yourself to it. And I'm not saying like quit your jobs and, and just go for it. What I'm saying is if you're working a job, take that money and put it towards your dream and keep pushing and keep slowly transition into what you want to do. There's no other way. We have to do it. We being the adults, the kids, we have to communicate to people, the young ones, the younger ones below us, and we have to tell them the way the world's going because we are deciding which way it's going. We have strength in numbers. So if all of us just decide, hey, this is what we're doing, and we want to, instead of just working some shitty job that means nothing to us, we want our jobs to mean something to us. We want to make, we want to monetize and make money off of what we love to do. And you know what? Since we love doing what we do, we'll be great at it. We'll excel and that'll show. It takes all of us though. We all have to do it. Everyone out there, just don't give up. We have everything on the run. We got it. We got it. We're doing good, but our job's not done. We have to keep our foot on the throat. You know what I mean? And like lean into it. We have to have that Mike Tyson killer instinct and just keep going. Today's podcast was fucking amazing. It was Mark Johnson. The dude's a legend. I was so excited to have this dude on. Um, he didn't let me down. There's a few people that I really look up to. Um, Mark Johnson, Aaron Susky, and a few other people that I can't wait to have on the podcast. And, uh, you know, Mark Johnson and Aaron Susky didn't let me down. Those dudes lived up to, like, just the pros that I thought they were, you know? Skill-wise, character-wise, personality, humor, like, just real people. Mark, Mark's a real-ass person, man. I'm really psyched he came on. He showed, um... A lot of sides to himself and with no fear, you know, and he communicated and he has a lot to say. Um, so I'm, I'm appreciative that he came on the podcast and I'm, ex I'm so grateful that you guys are listening and that this podcast is growing. Um, if you want to support the show, you can go to allineedskate.com, pick up a t-shirt, hat, beanie, skateboard, our stuff. We got the online store on there. All that money goes in towards, goes towards skateboarding, towards building up skateboard brands towards building up the New England Am contest, towards this podcast, sharing the heartbeat and stories of skateboarding from skateboarders' mouth. We are the ones that have lived it, so we have the stories and we have the dreams and we have the passion and the love. And the more people and kids hear that, the more they'll fall in love with skating. They won't fall in fall in love with being famous. They won't fall in love with being up on a podium or winning some fucking contest. They'll just love backside power slides and they'll love like creating a video with their friends and They'll love venturing out into the city and like, but we have to share all this stuff. We have to promote this. We have to create all of that and share that. I know we had went through a recession. I know the industry crashed for the course out of it. And I know that, that it's not easy. It's not fucking easy, but it's up to us. Every pro skateboarder.
skateboarder out there, every passionate person that loves skateboarding, whether you're amazing at skateboarding or not, if you feel like you can contri- contribute, if you feel like you can contribute, please do in any which way. If you listen to the last podcast, I had Ramsey on there and he was taking pies for skateboarding just to bring humor and lighten everything up. And he just wanted to be involved, man. And he did it, you know, so I don't care who you are, where you're from. But if you love skateboarding and you want it to grow and you want our community and our industry and everything awesome that we love about skateboarding to grow, we all have to contribute and kick in in any way. If you throw throw an event or if you teach skateboard lessons and speak to the young minds coming into skateboarding and let them know that skateboarding isn't just about competition, that there's a whole other side of skateboarding. We need everybody. We need as many soldiers in this fucking fight as possible. It's far from done. I'm saying that again. But this podcast was amazing. And Mark Johnson is definitely one of those soldiers that's fighting for skateboarding. And uh, there's a lot of us out there, but we need everybody. We have to unite. So enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting everything. The numbers will keep growing. We'll all keep growing. And we'll paint a beautiful world. And we'll create it. I have faith in us. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability. To make up. When things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. I hope they get it. I'm sick of explaining history. I'm rolling with a circle of winners. We claim the victories. Yeah, it's about to be the realest shit you ever heard. We're in a transitional world right now. Yeah, it's just basically going for it, you know. Sometimes you don't know, think about getting hurt or slamming, but you know it, it happens. It's skateboarding. You know, it happens game, every day. Yeah, people are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like it's like we it's take over the street. Today's episode is a special one for sure, man. We got the legendary. Mark Johnson, what's up, homie? Hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, I'm hyped to have you on, man. Podcast is kind of new. Is this your first podcast you've ever been on? Yeah, this is, it's not the first one I've seen, but um, it's the first one I've ever been on. But we're doing, um, we've done some beta test uh, podcasts for the Back 40. Yeah. So we're going to start doing a Back 40 podcast pretty soon. But as far as like, I've never actually done one. So I've just downloaded Skype today. So I'm, I'm just, I'm not really like a tech guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's funny, me neither, but for some reason I just like, I got so into social media and stuff like that, and then I started looking into podcasts and all this stuff, and it's just so cool. And it's like, oh, dude, oh, I lo- man, I, I listened to that, um, so I listened to this podcast by this guy, Mark Passio. Sick. Which he does it every Saturday, and it's, that is a gnarly, gnarly podcast. Like, I would recommend everyone listen to Mark Passio's, uh, podcast. But, um, <laughs> I do that Joe Rogan podcast, too, which is hilarious. I've listened to every episode of Joe Rogan. He actually inspired me to do this because he said, if you want to say something, start a podcast. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So Joe Rogan's is super funny, like, when he brings on, like, comedians or whatever. And then he'll bring on, like, he'll bring on, like, Graham Hancock or something. Yeah. <laughs> or for John real. Anthony West. And you're just, like, your mind is blown for three hours. Dude, I trip out on those ones. Graham Hancock is really, really, really intelligent. Like, crazy listening to that stuff, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about, hey, I love how they, they, they like, talk about, you know, psychedelics and, like, you know, the bold, like, just like how so, a lot of shit's bullshit, you know, where it's yeah. just like, he, do you ever hear that one where he brought the doctor on? The doctor was talking about 
like the AIDS thing and the HIV thing. Yeah, that one threw me out, dude. Yeah, and this is it's just like going into like how a lot of it's like a lot of it's like total you know scare tactic mythology. Yeah, it's all like propaganda and fucking yeah. Crazy trips me out, man. It's almost like we've been lied to. Like they just lied about everything. You know what I mean? It's just like fuck it. <laughs> oh, oh yes, we've been lied to <laughs> big time. All right, all right. We're gonna get into. We're gonna go down a rabbit hole. But before we do that, I kind of like I was talking to my homie Corey Goonan, and uh he rides for my skateboard company. All I need, and Goonan, like for whatever reason, he kind of reminds you reminds me of you a bit. Like when I see him skate, he's got like. Something that's similar, I haven't pinpointed it, but it's something I enjoy. So I was talking to him, and I was telling him, like, dude, I'm going to have Mark Johnson on the podcast, and he was hyped. And uh, I was like, I think I'm going to ask him how he feels about the world right now. Like, first question, like, pessimistic, optimistic, like, how do you feel about the direction that everything's going in this moment? Um, in this moment, okay, this is how I, this is how I look at the world. Um, so I'm okay. Let me just let me preface this by saying that I'm I'm extremely optimistic. Sick. I like that. Okay. I'm extremely optimistic, but I see things. I see the world for what it is. Yeah. For what it really fucking is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. I don't. You know. Like. I don't pay attention to pop culture. Uh. Because I know what the fuck that is. It's programming. Poison. Yeah. It's it's just programming. Like. Yeah. The human mind is a computer. Hell it's yeah. a biocomputer, and it's programmable. That's a fucking fact. No one can argue. You can't argue with that shit. It's programmable, and that's what that's pop culture. That's why they call that's why they call TV shows programs. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> pop culture is there, and you know, pop music and pop culture, movies, television shows. It's there to program you how to think and how to behave. I agree um, more. So the world, the world is not what people see around them or what they perceive it to be, um, filtering it through, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40 years of, of uh, pop culture and media. Yeah. That'll give you a false perception of the world. And sure. it's, it's not, that's not an accident. That shit's, that it's, it's, it's on purpose. It's that way on purpose. But, well, you know, if you, if you, uh, if you do a little digging and you spend some time, you know, studying, uh, um, just like occult, occult knowledge and stuff like that, you actually dig down into what it really is. Yeah. Uh, so I see it for what it is, and we live, you know, we live, we're fucking slaves. We live in a feudal, we live in a feudal system. Um, we're fucking, you know, as as human beings on this planet, for the most part, we're fucking slaves. And that's telling, what it is. I was telling a kid today, I work with this kid, and I was telling him today, I was like trying to explain to him that he was a bit racist. Like, he wasn't mean racist, but he just was, and he didn't realize he was, you know? And I started breaking into slavery, and I was like, I was trying to explain to him the difference. I was like, you don't think you're a slave? Like, you're working a job right now that you don't want to do because you want money, and they make you have to earn so much money just to barely survive. I'm like, that's the same as a slave. Like, I'm like, and how are you racist? You're basically a slave. You know what I mean? It's just he was a white, he's a white kid that lives in a white little bubble, so he can't get outside of it. It's like, yeah. pain. But I totally agree, man. I think, uh. Well, this is what, you know, some kids came up to me the other day when I was leaving the skate park and they were like, I was getting in my car and I opened my trunk and they're looking in there and I got some, I had some boards in there and like a pair of shoes or whatever. Yeah. And these kids are like, they're just like, you know, like 15 years old and they're just like, dude, oh my God, like you're rich, bro. Like, are you, dude, are you rich? Like, are pro skaters rich? <laughs> and I just looked at this kid and I kind of smiled and I said, look, man, I put my hand on his shoulder and I was like, look, dude, I pay taxes 
and I have a bank account, and uh, essentially, I'm a fucking slave. Like, I was like, your parents? I was like, your parents are slaves. said look we're all slaves man if you got you know if you pay taxes like you're a fucking slave yeah. unless you become a sovereign citizen you're a fucking slave yeah absolutely you know because you know you dig into this shit and you know i'm not i'm not a um i'm not one of those conspiracy nuts you know like i don't i don't pay attention to that shit i don't care about it it is what it is like let those fucking people figure out who shot jfk i don't it, whatever. It's not, has nothing to do with the world right now. I mean, it's part of, it's a part of like where we are, but it's, yeah. whatever. I don't, I don't pay attention to that shit. I, I want to know, I want to know how the world works. I want to know who's calling the shots. Hell yeah. I want to know like the, the, you know, the, the dynamics of the world. I want to know the inner workings of the world. And, you know, like I got there, you know, yeah. whatever. I got there. So I see the world. I see the world for what it really is. And I, I look around and I, under, I understand the psychology of of uh, the people, you know, because I live in L.A., so I understand the psychology of the people here. And it's just the average Joe on the street, like, their, where their psychology is based on their experiences and what they've been exposed to. Yeah. Um, but I also understand that human beings have practically infinite potential. Oh, I couldn't agree more. You know, like, if you, you know... If, like if you kept if you if you get a puppy and you keep it in a cage its whole fucking life that's all it knows yeah absolutely right yeah um but it, you know if you let it out of the cage it sees more of the world it sees more of life and it experiences more so let's just say that like a majority of the people on this planet are in a cage but they're in a cage of the mind yeah absolutely and in this sorry to cut you off but society basically tries to do that to you because they give you all this poison you know what i mean like programming and it kind of programs you to be average and think within the box and follow lines and follow rules and signs and all that bullshit and it's like i feel bad for women actually i think about women a lot because they got it worse than men i feel because then they get hit on another angle but i think us being skateboarders is beautiful because we look at the world in a different way we look at like useless objects like stairs and rails and we like create art with it and like you know what i mean like i think that's i always tell people i'm like you want to have fucking outside the box thinking people that do something they love and their hearts beating they feel alive that's who you should invest in you know what i mean skateboarders are genius yeah yeah we're it's it's uh it's weird how um how just being involved being involved with the culture it teaches you to think about your environment and about things in general in such a such a different way absolutely yeah, and it's, you know, that's why, that's why some, I feel like that's why so many, um, so many, uh, industries outside of skateboarding always kind of like, you know, put a toe in, they put, they'll put a, like one of their toes in to our industry to kind of like try to, try to get a piece of that or try to like, you know, consult with people inside of skateboarding on like what they should do about this and what they should do about that, and what they should do about this. Like skateboarders always being consulted by outside, um, by people in outside industries yeah. because of, because of the, you know, the creativity and like the, the strange way we look at the, the way, you know, we look at things and the way we look at the world. Yeah, I think like businessmen look at skateboarding and go, that's cool right now. Like we want to get involved. Like I think about that all the time. You see it with all these massive brands that come in and stuff like that. My big thing is I say there has to be a healthy balance. If there's not a healthy balance in skateboarding, that makes me upset. That's like why I started my skate brand. All I need was because I was like, I don't know, dude, it's too contest heavy. It's too outside influence. Like you're looking at all these board brands struggling and stuff like dropping out after 20 years. And I was just like, dude, skateboarders, if we don't do it, 
then someone else is going to take over the industry and it might not be a skateboarder. And that's scary to me. Yeah. <laughs> that really yeah. scares me. <laughs> I mean, but it's, you know, like dissension is in our blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we, we are, we are natural born rebels or we, you know, we become, we become fucking rebels. So I think what happens is like you get these little pockets of people that see things for what they are, which is bullshit. Yeah. And they, they just go and do their own shit, you know, and then and then other people see it and then they get they get sparked on it. And then they um and then they, you know, like they it, that catches on like like fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, like fucking awesome is just like 100 percent skateboarding, like by skateboarders that still skateboard. Yeah. And it's it's you know, it's doing really well. It's amazing. Everyone loves it. Like I love it. And like everyone I know loves it. And like it's awesome to see that like. Do you feel like there's a bit of a rebirth? Is that what's going on? Like you've been around for, I mean, we go back to Maple. Like you've had, a, you've been around in skateboard industries for a long time. Have you seen what's going on before? Like a resurgence of something older? Like I don't know. You know what I mean? Because there's a bunch of birth of the small brands and skateboarders trying to take back the industry. That's how I see it right now. Yeah, yeah. Some that's, at least evening it out, like making the scales even. That's my whole thing. I think there's always going to be like there's always going to be that. There's always going to be a balance. Like there's. That nothing can be so fucking lopsided. Like the nature is balanced. Period. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like it just, yeah, like nature is balance. Um, it, like anything, we'll always find a balance because if it if it becomes imbalanced, people get upset. Yeah. And I don't I, I don't know like why or whatever. It just always happens. Like shit gets unbalanced and people don't like what they see. They will naturally they will naturally. Um, kind of like re rebel or yeah, it's it, it's always like that, you know. Like in in the eighties with the big five companies like Santa Cruz, Vision, Powell, Sims, you know, whatever those big five companies were, people got tired of that shit. Yeah, and then they're like, you know what, fuck this, man, we're gonna do our own, you know, we're gonna do our own thing. And then like, boom, H Street started, boom, uh, World Industry started, boom, New Deal started, boom, like, yeah. and it's like, boom, 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 but real, real started, dude, right then and there too, like nineteen. 1989, 1990, real started, stereo started, and like skateboarders are like looking at what all these, you know, these dipshit businessmen were doing and going, they're doing it wrong. They're yeah. doing it wrong. Period. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing it. Yeah. They're, they're like they're doing it wrong. We can do this better. And guess what? They did it better. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree, man. I see it like that because it's like that's totally how I see it too. That's what happened with me. I wrote for like Zoo York and World Industries, and they weren't owned by skaters at this time. It was way past that. You know what I mean? It was, so was fucking. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was Zoo York owned by Mark Echo or at the Echo Company? Yeah, company? hip hop fashion clothing, Mark Echo. Oh wow. Holy Which is like. Shit. Which New York City, you know, like fashion and skateboarding and that line's blurred like a little bit, you know what I mean? To a certain degree, streetwear, all that stuff. But yeah. it, to me, I was like a kid that grew up like, you know, below the poverty line coming out of the project. So for me, I'm like getting to, you know, they're like, hey, we'll sponsor you and send you to China. Did it this. So I'm like, fucking hey, you know what I mean? But um, yeah. so that's my whole thing. Like I just I took this money from these people and I went and I traveled the world and I learned a bunch of shit. And the whole time I was like. I could do this better. The whole time, I'm like, I could do this better. I, could, I just, like, I see them making compromises because they're not skateboarders. And yep. that's why I started it in the recession because I was like, dude, my heart's fully invested in skateboarding and it's all I need, like, uh, just like a million other people out there. So start it now and it'll just grow, you know? And, like, I know... Like if you and with those brands like New York and World Industries, they dropped out because they weren't skater owned. There was no heartbeat. When there's no profit, no numbers, yes, they're just businessmen, which is fine. Like that's cool. That's like if I was like, I'm gonna start Shetler scooters tomorrow. You know what I mean? Shetler <laughs> scooters tomorrow, 
and then I, you know, and then it makes me a bazillion dollars, and then it doesn't. Then it starts losing money. I'm not gonna stay with it. You know what I mean? Like I don't care about scooters. So <laughs> that that makes sense. That that's what's going on. It's cool to hear that it happened before. Like um, with all those brands you were mentioning, that was before I even really knew much about skating. Like I grew up watching all those brands, like watching you guys, and like being like, oh, I, I remember my first video was like a four one one. Yeah. Like so sick, man. Actually. I'm I'm sorry on my podcast I like to jump around I'm so excited. Uh, nah man I, I I I speak in tangents dude I fucking I'll go trust me man I'll make some fucking left and right turns in this in this conversation. All right I love it I fucking love it. Yeah. All right, let's since we went back since I went back I want to talk about fuck I have so much I want to say but we'll talk about maple I'm jumping ahead but let's talk yeah. about how how did maple come to be what's that like because I grew I don't know any of the backstory I just know you rode for maple and I remember I wanted like I wanted those boards so bad. Okay, um, Maple, okay, so Maple was essentially, uh, when, when, uh, when Chris Carter and Mike Hill left G, left GNS. Yeah. To go start Alien Workshop. Fuck yeah. Um, the GNS brand was kind of floating, uh, and GNS was rad back in the day. That was one of those fucking rad brands. Yeah, people uh, were hyped on it. I remember people telling me, like, this was sick. Yeah, GNS was amazing, man. They had such a good team. Like, holy shit, dude. They had rad vert skaters, rad street skaters. Like, GNS was uh, awesome. So, what Mike Hill and Chris Carter did, they, they broke out, went and moved, they left and moved to, uh, Xenia, Ohio and started Alien. Yeah. Um, and that, and obviously we all know Alien's fucking amazing. Um, so, with all <laughs> Alien, I don't know who they're owned by now, but Alien's legacy is fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, exactly, because of Mike Hill and Chris Carter. Yeah, amazing. So without GNS, without Mike Hill and Chris Carter, was just like <laughs> it was random as hell, dude. The magic. There was there was some there was still some rad guys left on the team, but I don't think it was the same when those got when when Carter and Hill left. So what happened was I think I think someone bought the name and bought the name GNS. Um, from, uh, Larry Gordon. I think Larry Gordon, Gordon and Smith was GNS standing for Gordon and Smith. Anyways, I think those dudes sold the name to the wood shop, Watson Laminates, um, that Todd Swank now owns. Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah. So it was a wood shop that made the GNS boards. Um, I think they sold it to the guy that owned Watson Laminates. He took the G and the S off. And then for, for maybe like a year or maybe nine months, the company was called, it was the ampersand. Oh, sick. <laughs> you know the and symbol? Yeah. It's called an ampersand. And that was the name of the company. And. Just <laughs> and. Like no G, no S, just and. So that didn't, that didn't fly, dude. That didn't work. Not enough vowels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that didn't fly. I don't, it just didn't catch on. So what they did is they completely, they got rid of everything. They totally started over and, um, they uh they got some dudes in there that knew some skaters around San Diego and they got Donger and they got Jason Carney and they and Tom Hornan came on from And and GNS. Wow. Don so Donger, you said Donger, Ken Lou? Yeah, Donger, yeah. What, yeah, and then uh So Donger and Jason came from Planet Earth. So sick. Both those dudes shred. Yeah, and then Tom was on GNS and and then he just they transitioned him over to Maple, so they changed the name and changed the whole vibe of the company and got a new team. And then I so I was living in San Diego. I had just moved to San Diego like a month prior to that. And um From Carolina? Yeah. Sick. Yeah, someone asked me on Instagram, they said they were asking about North Carolina. So you moved to Cali from there? Yeah, so I I moved when I was sixteen I left North Carolina and moved to San Diego and uh so I before we found an apartment, I was staying with um, Tom Horning and uh, 
his roommates and this guy Jack Barnett and they Jack Barnett wrote for um Zorlak back in the day. Oh, I remember Zorlak. Yeah, so Jack Barnett was a, this gnarly skater in San Diego and then he he became the team manager of Maple, the very first team manager. Sick. So I knew those guys and then somehow like they saw some footage of me or whatever and then they kind of were like, you know, like, "Hey, would you want to ride for this company?" and I was just like, you know, like I, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Carney, Donger, Tom Horning. Like, I was like, duh. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, Donger has the biggest fucking Ollie in the world, man. Yeah, man. I was just fucking... What was I going to say? No. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that's how that happened. And then, um, yeah, dude. I, so I was like an, I was an amateur and fucking got, you know, a couple boards a month, blah, blah, blah. And then it just kind of went from there, you know. that was And that was uh, January of 1994. <laughs> remember, remember, um, uh, CC, I remember being young and looking at a CCS and there was a maple board and all it was was a board and it just had a box in the middle of it and it had flames in the box. Yeah, they called that the hot box. Logo. Hot box. Dude, I wanted that board so goddamn bad and I never got it. I would look at that thing in the CCS and I told my friends about it. I still talk about it as you can say, see. It was, yeah, it was gray. <laughs> It was a gray. It was gray paint with that little box, the yellow box with the red flames. Yeah, I remember that. I don't even know why I liked it. It was just the best thing. I was a little kid, and I was like, "That's the coolest thing." A box with flames in it, fucking red. I want that board. All right, yeah, dude. We're, we're jumping around, Mark. Okay. All right, man. All right, because we're going in and out of life and skateboarding, and I like that you have different sides to you. Like, uh, I talk to a lot of young kids, and young kids, they're awesome. I love little kids, but they don't have enough experience to talk about things because they don't, you know, like a lot of little kids. I skate at a skate park a lot and around here, but I like talking to someone who can has like a lot of um, different perspectives, which is awesome. Shit, dude, a lot of adults can't talk about very much. No, you're right. I didn't want to say it. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, dog, just people. I mean, you know, little kids, like you got benefit of the doubt. You know, look what they, you know, especially a kid who's grown up with cell phones and the internet. Yeah, yeah. Like they have, they have more than we, they have access to more than we had access to, like, Absolutely. you know, in the, in the early in the 80s and stuff being a kid in the 80s the, um they have they have basically they have the entire compendium of human knowledge at their fingertips when they log into the internet the only we didn't that- have that we didn't have that shit but we were we were like we were different. We were like way more resourceful or I don't even know what, you know, we were pretty fucking resourceful back then. But anyways, um, shit, man, <laughs> I trip out, dude. Like talk about like, you know, having your brain in a cage or your, your, your perception in a cage. Uh, yeah, I dude. And it's not even kids, man. It's just fucking people. It's oh, people, oh, dude. Yeah. The funny thing about this generation is we do, we, we totally have, Every fucking answer imaginable, our total collective intelligence on a fucking internet. The one thing about kids is you have to show them. Like, yeah. kids, I still talk to people and they're like trying to prove me, and I'm like, I'm just gonna Google it as soon as like I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm just gonna go Google with it. We're gonna find out. Like, and sometimes when I talk to people too, I'm like, let's just look up the word. Like, I don't even know if I know the exact definition of this word, but let's yeah. just look it up so we can actually learn what the fuck this means. Like, we. You, I think this generation, they don't realize the tools they have. Like, they have, we, we do. Not even this gen, I'm sorry, little kids, they just need to know. Like, we're in this pre- present moment with them as well, and I totally agree with that. Like, I, that's why I was, we were talking in the beginning about, um, social media and all that stuff. I was like, thought that stuff was amazing, just like anyone else, you know? We are birthed in that kind of, we're the, we're, in, we're old enough that we can, like, learn how to use this stuff still. My mom doesn't know how to use it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, you know, it's like, dude, having, 
having that much information at your fingertips, that is changing human consciousness. And I think it's, I think it's actually making us, it's making us better. It's, you know, it's making us better and smarter. Like, for example, um, recently I found out that, um, that, um, human beings are now consistently higher on IQ tests. Wait, 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 hold on. My, the Skype fucked up a little, so rec- yeah. say that again. Um, well, recently uh, I found out that human beings are consistently scoring higher on IQ tests. Wow. So uh, the I, uh, human IQs now are just like, they're just going up. We're getting, awesome. we're getting smarter. We're getting smarter. Not smarter, but, you know, I, I, IQ t- stands for intelligence quotient. You know, uh, we're getting more intelligent. And, and smart, smart, uh, being smart and being intelligent, two, di- two different things. I think collective intelligence, because we have it all on the internet now, so we all have access, so we just, it, it gets rid of ignorance to a certain degree. That's why I call people out all the time. I'm like, I'm just going to Google it, dude. We can't just say shit and not know what we're saying, because it's on there now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So our yeah. collective intelligence is definitely going up. Kids that are born now are definitely, like you said, they're coming in with, and they have so much more stimulation, so much numbers, more numbers thrown at them, you know what I mean? Oh, dude, man, like, you know, having having a, a four-year-old know how to use a cell phone, I <laughs> mean, Jesus not, Christ, Not man. even a cell phone, but it's like a, it's a fucking computer, a personal computer. Yeah. They could be Skyping right now, like, a, I saw a kid playing, um, I don't know what the game is called, but I think it's Minecraft or something, but it's on the computer and you build, like, worlds. Yeah. It was like a five-year-old kid, and I'm like, I went up to him, and I'm like, what are you doing? Because I'm teaching his brother how to skate. I do skate lessons, and his brother's loving it. But I go yeah. up to his, his little brother, and he's on the computer the whole time, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm just building this, and I'm looking, and he's just building a world. I'm like, are you, like, to win, or, like, is there an objective? He's like, no. Nah. And he's just moving stuff around, building cities and worlds. And I'm like, this kid's just enjoying doing that this whole time we're skating. That blew my mind. And he's like five years old. What yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and that goes back to the that goes back to human potential. Now, just because you know you can line a hundred people up on the street and you know ask them a set of questions and they won't have a fucking clue what you're talking about because yeah. they're you know they're ignorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not, it's not like anybody's fault. It's just they haven't been exposed to in this, this information, right? You grow up in a first world country, they make it very comfortable for you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, we have all the pleasures, all the false pleasures of the world, like at our fingertips, for sure. Yeah, it's called, yeah, push button convenience. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> everything you want, you just push a button for it now. Yeah. And if, if, uh, and when people get, when people get complacent with, uh, push button convenience, anything that takes a little extra work is unappealing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I, okay, check this out. So someone, someone texted me recently and they, and they said, Hey, um, do you, what, it, what was the question? It was like, Hey, do you know a place where I can get blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, huh? Like, I was like, no, what the, why would the fuck would I know that? Yeah. And then I was like, and I, it, it was this girl and, and, and I was like, and I texted her back. I'm like, try Google. <laughs> and then she goes, and then she goes, I don't do that. Like I, my homies are my Google. And I was like, I was like, not, I was like, not this one. Man, like, that's like hanging out with someone who's like extremely, extremely religious. And they're just like, trust me, trust me on this one. I got you. I know the answers. Trust me. You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's for me. I'm not really religious. I don't oppose it. I think it's a good thing. I think anything that helps people 
live a better life is cool by me, you know? But for me, I was telling my homie the other day, he's like religious, and I was like, I was like, I like a lot of things about religion, but the one thing I don't like is the, the ending, because it's like, they say they know, and it's like, I can't do that, because that's lying. I don't know what happens after I die. Like, I can't say for sure. I think the only honest answer is like, you can find out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the thing. I like. There are, trust me, there are places and people you can talk to to find out. Yeah, but I like this moment so much. Why would I want to skip it? It's like every. Well, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Don't worry about it. Don't yeah. worry about it. There's no. You have no control. I think it's fear. You know, when you're scared, you need an answer. When you don't, when you're out in the wild and you're just like, "Fuck it, I'm comfortable out in the wild." Like you're fine. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, you know the thing. The thing with religion. You know what religion means? You know what the word religion means? No, no, no. It it comes from the Latin word religare. Okay. And it means it means to tie back or bind. Wow, that's perfect. Yeah. To Sorry, tie back, I don't mean yeah. any insult. I don't mean no insult to any religious people, but that's perfect wording. No, that's what the <laughs> fucking word means. Religion. The word religion. Look it up. Google it if you want to. <laughs> the word it comes from the Latin word religare, and it means to tie back or to bind. Damn. And I feel like it's doing proper job of that in some trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever, man. I don't have an opinion either way. It's like, dude, whatever blows your hair back, do it. But I want to know what the fuck that shit is, and I want to know what it means. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> you know? Um, but to accept any, uh, to accept, I, I'll tell you this, to accept anything uh, with blind faith is is an imbalance in the human brain. Period. That nailed, that summed it all up right there. You know, without doing your homework, without researching it, just accepting it. What somebody else tells you is is it is an imbalance in the human mind. Period. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about balance already because without when you lean too far one way, an opposing force is going to show up. You know what I mean? It's just nature balances itself out. You know. Oh yeah, man. Like you, if you're too left-brained, you're gonna you're gonna encounter. Uh, a certain set of problems and if you're too right-brained you're going to encounter a certain set of problems in your life when i was a little kid this is kind of like when i was a little kid this reminds me of religion a little bit like i grew up i don't know if you know my story but i talk about it on all my podcasts so i'll be brief about it but uh-huh. i grew up basically father in a gang got killed when i was 12 had to live with my mom in the projects like just struggling on my own not just like poverty because the state always gives you food stamps and like you get you know i mean like america's not poor we just had, we had mental disorder because my mom had issues and my father was in a gang and like just that perpetuated, you know, the violence and the, the characteristics that come with that. But we had food, you know, government assistance. But anyways, so I used to lie to myself because like I, nothing was positive. I grew up in the hood. I'm like living around like people that are just negative because there's nothing to be happy about, you know. And if that, and if that is, if that is, if that's the sum total of your experience. Yeah, exactly. Up to, up to a certain point. If that's the sum total of your experience, you are going to develop a lens which yeah. with, with, that you look at the world through. That, that'll be the lens that you look at the world with. Your perspective. That's your perspective. That's your, that's your experience. That's, 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 it shapes the lens with which you look at the world. Especially when your parents aren't acting like parents and you have to worry for them. Then yeah. you have a complete flip of the world, and that's what I had to deal with. My mom would go out into the projects, and, like, it'd be 4 in the morning and, like, raining, and I got school, and I'm like, where the fuck's my mom? I'm, like, stressing the fuck out, and I have to go in the projects and, like, knock on doors. Like, shit like that where, like, that'll fuck your perspective up, and that that was, like, shit that I dealt with. 
But so I used to have to lie to myself. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like what I feel like, you know, sometimes in situations in life, you get to the point where you're like, it's so dark. You're just like, fuck it. I see a silver line. I'm going to make the silver lining, even if I don't see it. So yeah. I like lie to myself and be like, things are like, things are fine. You know, I'd find some. And then skating was that outlet that like I saw and I was like, oh, I actually can create like real silver linings with this thing. You know, you like learn a trick. You have a good day. That's the same yeah. line. You move forward. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't know where we're going, but I just know, like, perspective's key. I actually had a board for all I need. And it was the first one. My friend hand drew it, and it's just, like, the back of a head, and it just has two different perspectives, like one in color and one in black and white. Um, that goes all back to the balance thing again. I, I kind of want to ask you a little bit about – um, I want to get into the A-team, dude, because I remember the Mission Impossibles and, like – Man, the A-Team was so sick. I had a few boards, and I remember I cut out the grip tape so the A-Team would pop through, and I put... It was sick, man. How did that come to be? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a skater, dude. I'm such yeah, a... Yeah, dude. Okay, so Plan B... So Plan B was a part of World Industries at one point. Yeah. Um, Plan B was its own thing in San Diego, but it was, it was like, uh, distributed through World Industries... Um, I'm pretty sure it was distributed through World Industries, but it was made by World Industries. It was connected in there. Oh, 101, shit. Blind, World, and Plan B were all together. Um, and then uh, Plan B pulled out of, of World. They pulled out, and they were they made that video revolution, and Rodney, Rodney had a, a part in that video at the premiere, but he pulled it oh, right after that. So when you when you would get the video when you get the VHS of Revolution, Rodney's part wasn't in there. Oh man, <laughs> I um, bummed out. Like, come on, man. So Steve Rocco. So it's Plan B, and Steve Rocco was like, "Fuck it, we're gonna make another Plan B. We're gonna call it A Team, and we're gonna get these super, you know, these superhuman skaters." And I, you know, like I never really, I never really got the whole story about like why they started it. Yeah. But I know that it had something to do with Plan B leaving World, and they had kind of like an open. There was a gap there. There was a missing space, and they were like, "Let's just do a fucking." Plan B ish type brand here with like all new dudes that are just like the gnarly mini ramp skater, gnarly street skater, blah blah blah. They wanted like crazy tech, you know, technical guys or whatever. Yeah, it was Gershon. Uh, it was Gershon Mosley. It was you. Who else was it? There was the four dudes that I remember. You guys each did a Mission Impossible. Oh, you're breaking up. One second, Mark. Yeah, yeah. So it was Gershon. Yeah, Gershon, Chet, Rodney, myself. And then, so it was four of us, and then we brought on um, Dave Mayhew. Oh, Dave Mayhew, too. Nose guard nollie flips. Really good, dude. The Storm, yeah. too. The Osiris, dude. Does he? I think he yes, comes to five. skate. So we had five. Five, yeah. Yeah, alum, alumni. He, he does alumni in Wisconsin. That's sick. Yeah, I was a fan of him as well. He you, That whole generation of skating, like, that's what I grew up watching. It's so cool, man. <laughs> um. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how A team, yeah, that's how A team came about. And what's, you know, like the, 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 the launch, the brand launch and the first tour was pretty, you know, they pretty, they went, they went, they went ballistic on that first like initial push. And then it kind of, um, it didn't have any driver's seat. Nobody was in the driver's seat at that brand. There was no brand manager. There was no art director. There was no, nobody deciding like, the, 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 the image of the brand or the look of the brand. Yeah. So it, it, it floundered, you know, and it didn't take, it didn't take long. Like I feel like right around at the same time, um, everybody just kind of got bummed at the same time about just how it was just sort of like swept under the rug. 
Yeah. You it's know, crazy. It's crazy. Both because it's swept under the rug. I'm kind of tripping out because it's like, um, I'm tripping out because it's funny. I was the kid, like, watching this stuff, and I know nothing about the industry. Like, I was just watching, like, the magazines. I completely, like, I was, like, 18 sick because you guys, because you guys skating was sick. That's what made me stoked. And it's funny to know, like, the internal workings and the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, it's cool when you, uh... That's why I like when skateboarders own companies. I feel like they portray that more. You know, you know the heartbeat. You see the behind. You know the dudes that are building the brands are the dudes that like you followed them. You know, you you've seen a lot about them, and I really like that. Is um, we're gonna skip around a little bit, but uh, what's going on with uh the ABC hat code, dude? I seen that stuff on Instagram. It's sick, man. You there, Mark? Oh, um, yeah, I'm here. You got me? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, dude. An- uh, Andrew hit me up. So Andrew hit me up uh, last summer. And, uh, he, uh, he randomly just like, you know, like I, I know Andrew from skating and, you know, whatever, like we live super close to each other or whatever. And, uh, Andrew hit me up randomly one day and I'm standing in the kitchen and, uh, he just goes, Hey dude, you want to do a hat company? And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do a hat company. He's like, what should we call it? He's like, what should we call it? And I was like, fuck dude. I was like, ah, I don't know. ABC one, two, three, whatever, every ABC, you know? And he, and he was, I didn't even think, you know, I just, just I fell out of my mouth and he was so psyched on it. And then I never heard back from him, uh, about it again, you know? So this is like, this is nine months later and last, no. So two Wednesdays ago, I'm driving, I was like driving to a hardware store to get something or whatever. And I get a text from him and he's like, and it just has the logo the ABC logo and he, it, and a text that said, so it was a photo of the ABC logo and a text that just said, you ready to do this? And I'm just like, in all caps, like, fuck yes, <laughs> let's roll. And then we had a meeting. Yeah. So that was on a Wednesday, two weeks ago. On Thursday, we met at his house. We knocked out five hats. We talked about the uh, art direction and just like push the button on it. Dude. It was that easy. Just push the button. When Done. I, I instantly got hype, Mark, because I'm like, much like you guys, it's genius that you're starting a hat company. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, yeah, yeah the baldness, it's sick. Like who, yeah. hey, who should profit from a hat company? The dudes that need, that like the hats, the dudes that know it. <laughs> yeah. So what, yeah, actually what ABC is, is we're just going to make a bunch of hats and give them away. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going to go, um, Andrew had this idea where he's like, dude, we're just, let's make hats and go to skate parks and just hook little like rad kids up just hook kids up hook the homies up of course put and hook kids up and he he just wants to get hats made and just go around and give hats to kids genius word yeah, about so word every, about so it's like everyone everyone is on the team like if someone's like oh dude like can i get a hat it's like fuck yeah you can get a hat you're on the team <laughs> sick that's really yeah. cool <laughs> sick man um all right all right we're gonna get back in the thick of it all right mark yeah yeah we're just crossing from like life to skateboarding life to skateboarding and more um i wanted to ask about growing up man because like you're obviously an intellectual i don't know why like i feel like i'm saying a secret or i'm I'm, like making fun of you or something about that because i feel like i'm an intellectual as well i don't know why i feel like that i don't know let's let's not confuse that okay like i said earlier there's a difference between intelligence and intellect Okay, then it's a yeah. big, huge difference. So Are using the wrong word, because I no, 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 no. So there's there's you know intellectual people, and then there's there's true intelligence. Yeah. Um. Now I would never, I would never, ever, ever, ever claim to be a smart person because a smart person makes good decisions. Oh yeah, me neither. I'm not smart then. Yeah, so a smart person makes good decisions and I can't claim to be a smart person because I do dumb shit consistently all the time. 
Dude, Mark, the only way I learn is through mistakes. I'm totally with you. <laughs> I have to just try shit, and then I figure it out, and then I go, okay, I gotta try something different. <laughs> yeah. That's it's my- either, like, your own mistakes or, or the mistakes that your friends make, and you see it, and you're like, oh, fuck that, I'm not doing that shit, never mind. Growing up the way I did gave me a lot of bad examples to not fall for. I seen yeah. that as, like, that's not productive. That's not productive. I'm not doing that. Or, yeah, it's just like, you know, like, you got someone in your life up to a certain point. You got, you know, you got what William Burroughs called FUs fuck-ups yeah um there's you know when you're at a certain level of consciousness and you're you're involved in certain things you know if they're negative things or sketchy things or whatever you'll be surrounded by fuck-ups you'll be surrounded by shit bags and weird but it's you know like at that point in your life like i feel like there have been people around me before where i'm like dude i gotta get the fuck away from these people you know whatever but it's like it, it it teaches you something you're like Awesome. You've just, you've just, you've just shown me an example of what I don't want to be and what I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like you can learn, you can learn from people like that. You don't have to have them in your life, but you can learn from people like that. You're like, wow, that dude is fucked up. Now I know what to avoid. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, bud. And there's a, like, there's always a balance, there's a hard balance in that because sometimes it's easy to become kind of like prejudiced or like you see a certain type of person and you just already assume they have certain characteristics. Like, I think about that when you're, you know, sometimes you go to the sketchiest neighborhoods and you'll meet the nicest people, you know what I mean? But, like, you go in this neighborhood and it's dark and scary and you're just like, oh, I don't fucking know, you know what I mean? So I understand how people um, can see that like that. Um, I don't know well, generally, I- yeah, generally, okay, so re- regardless of a neighborhood or whatever, or, or a... Just on a... a or, your, or, you know, someone's clothing or whatever. Yeah, even more. That, yeah, whatever. It's like, it's like, do your thing, you know, be you, do your thing or whatever. But I will tell you this, someone, people will generally show you who they really are pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree. And that's, you know, keep an open mind with people like, you know, being prejudiced or being whatever, like it's fucking, it's narrow minded and it's stupid. It's, it is. All that bullshit is designed to keep people apart and keep people divided because, you know, divide and conquer. Yeah. So if you have a narrow, if you have a closed down mind and you have a narrow view of people and you're prejudiced or you're, you know, you're judgmental or whatever, that's, you know, you're going to miss out on a lot of fucking awesome shit in your life, period. You're going to, you know, whatever you got, you got a guy who's dressed all weird or whatever and blah, blah, blah. You're just looking at him, you're judging him, but you never know. Like that guy could be the same thing. He looks different than you. So the fuck what? You never know. You know, keep an open mind, but also, also, uh, so keep an open mind, but fuck, you know, like, Jesus Christ, dude, if somebody, if somebody, like, shows you that they're just a piece of shit, oh. like, avoid that person at all costs. I've, I've made that mistake in the past because, um, it was fucked for me because I grew up with a mother that had issues, you know? And she, she treated me, are you still there? What mother, yeah, what mother doesn't have issues? It's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, man, fuck. Yeah, that shit would fuck me up though, cause then that would be my mom and she wouldn't act like a mom, you know? So I'd like, this fucked me up. So then I'd meet people that were like, they try to take advantage of you. You know what I mean? Like that shit happens. You'll meet someone that like, will try to take advantage of your kindness, your time or anything. And like, uh, I agree. So you can't be prejudiced and you can't, but you also can't get taken advantage of by Ah, that's where, that's where awareness comes in. Self-awareness is a genius. Yeah, thing. fucking just, yeah, you know, you, you hone that awareness razor sharp and like I've got it now to where like for the most part, I can smell a fucking shit bag a mile away, man. I can, dude, they just have this thing about them. They have this energy about them. Like, I don't know. There's just people that you meet them and like, there's people that you meet and for for some weird unexplained reason, you're instantly like, you instantly develop a bond. Yeah. Right? That comes from developing your awareness. You know, you hone your awareness. You just, you, you sense 
It's like, okay, yeah, like that person, you know, whatever. And then there's, there's, there's body language. Yeah. There's eye movements. Like people, that, that all that shit's subconscious too. I, body language I, is subconscious and your eye movements are subconscious. You can't help it. You can't help it. Aware of, yeah, yeah, most, I mean, there are some people that, that are, you know, they know about that stuff and they use it to their advantage, but I'm telling you, most people will display, it's like their, their body language through their choice of words and whether or not they look in the fucking eyes, you can tell. Yeah, absolutely. You can always tell. So, um, I feel like, you know, we have the way, you know, like I have a fucking right. I have a natural God given right to live my life free from people like that. So if I ever encounter anybody and it's like, like fuck with it, you know, like if I encounter someone and they're shifty or they, their choice of words betrays them, you know, like they, it's like they, it's a dead giveaway or their body language is weird. Yeah. Like if I meet an adult man and he shakes my hand with a limp fish fucking handshake, <laughs> it's like you're out. You're fucking out. Like, get out of my fucking life, dude. You don't even know how to fucking shake hands like a man. Like get the what the fuck is your you know like, get out. And it's not not a thing. Like, you you keep that shit in your head and get away from them. Yeah. You know. It's, it's like that's it. Like get away. You just walk the fuck away, man. I I like dude. I've like I had dinner with some chick. Like, uh, maybe like six, seven, eight months ago or whatever. And she started saying, she had a couple glasses of wine. And she started saying some weird shit to me about like, where's this relationship going? And I was like, bitch, we, we've had coffee three times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we've had coffee three times. Like where's this relationship going? I didn't say shit, but I'm just, I'm looking at her and she's, you know, she's a little tipsy, little, she's getting a little brave or whatever and starts fucking, she starts, she, she's showing me who she really is. Yeah, she's letting it out, letting the cat out the bag quick. Yeah, cause she's, she just lost, you know, whatever. She lost control of her fucking, you know, her, she lost her fucking composure basically. Yeah, like who? So she's, so she's letting me know who, who the fuck she really is because she was, she was drinking and she's a little buzz or whatever. And I looked at her and I listened to, Listen to talk about like I'm on a I'm on a time frame here. Like I'm trying to find something to spend the rest of my life with. Like what's like and I stood up and I walked the fuck out of the restaurant, jumped in a cab and went home. And she doesn't know where I live. Like that, you know, it's just like you know what I mean. And that's that's that goes for anyone. Like you know, you if if you show you know people people just fucking they can they can put a front on, but it it can't last very long. You can't. Nobody can keep the fucking, uh, nobody can keep that front going for very long. Yeah, yeah, they can't. They will, they will pretty quickly, they'll show you who you are, and that's, you don't even need to do anything. You're just like, wow, you just showed me who you are? Fuck you. It's I'm out. I feel like, Mark, I feel like, like, uh, I'm 32 now, so like, as I get older, I get more confident, and I get like, I'm a better understanding of who I am and like, cause I'm constantly trying and thinking and trying to learn and expand everything I can. And anyway, even just my general thoughts and understanding of my environment and what's going on. And I dream a lot too. You know what I mean? Like I do all types of stuff, man. I go in the float tank. Like I, I don't know. I like trying to like progress, like as an individual as everything. So like I've realized like as I get more confidence and stuff, you start understanding your qualities better. Once you know yourself and you have self-awareness, you know your qualities because you 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 try you try to root out the negative one. When you're self when you're self aware, you try to root out the negative things because you look at yourself in like a mirror and you're like, yeah. "Fuck, this is like some some bad. Like I, I have a bad characteristic. I need to shape that shit up and figure it out. I want to grow as a human. I don't want to be like a baby all the fucking time." Yeah. So, but anyways, so my big rant is like, 
as I get older and I, the more I understand that, the more I start to recognize that in other people. You start real recognize real after a while because you're like, oh, okay, I can see that person trying. Like I like when people show their efforts and show their and ex and, and share and express themselves because if you're a genuine person and you put it out there, like the, the people will gravitate towards you. Like you were talking about earlier, if you're a negative shady person, they probably you're gonna have a bunch of them around you. They're gonna yeah, but that that energy. <laughs> You know, that energy is going to bump up against someone that has positive energy. Yeah. And they're not going to vibe. It's a different wavelength. Negative energy is, it's, it's like mud. It's like, it's, it's a, it's a slower, it's a slower, longer wavelength. Yeah. It's negative energy. And positive energy is a, is a shorter, uh, it's a shorter, um, faster wavelength. So those two energies will, they will, um, They'll, uh, fucking, what's the word? Like, they won't mesh, you they'll know what not, I mean? They're, they're not mag- They'll, like, be anti-magnetic. They'll, like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like two magnets opposed to each other. Like, you flip a magnet over and, the, the, and you, you can't get them to touch each other. Yeah. Because the charges are completely op- polar opposite. Yeah. You know they're what I mean? So different- you got, like, you got those charges and they're going against each other and they're clashing and that's, that's how human beings are. Like, that's why you meet someone and you can, you can have a, you can be their best friend in five minutes and you, you just have that weird bond. You're like, I feel like I've known you my whole life type thing. Yeah. You recognize yourself. You're on the, that's because you're on the same fucking wavelength, actually. It's fucking. I'm sorry. It actually comes from your heart, not your mind. Oh, you nailed it. You fucking nailed it. That was perfect. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, and, and it's like, um, when you meet someone, you feel like you're meet, like you know them already. It's because you're seeing, it's like you're seeing yourself. Because there's this one life, we just have different experiences. You know what I mean? Like we're all part of the same thing. So yeah. you just, we all have different perspectives and different uh, upbringings. So it's like when you see someone that you recognize, it's like you're seeing a bit of yourself. You know, they went through similar things and they have similar characteristics and understanding in their life and their plight and all that stuff. I love that. I love when I meet someone that I'm like, ah, this dude's awesome. You know, right away. All right. My question is though, Mark, do you think it's positive? I, I'm going to, we're going to go from Biggie Smalls right here. Is it from negative to positive to switch? Is that what's, how hard is it? You know what I mean? When it's just as easy to go from positive to negative. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, it, it can vary day to day. You know, it's a, uh, it has a lot to do with brain chemistry too. You know, if your brain chemistry is off, um, you will, that'll affect your emotions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it goes like, dude, I had a bad day yesterday. Yeah. And I, I, but I to recognize what it is. You know, the vibe was off yesterday. I went skating. The vibe was off, and I just was like, I'm not doing this right now. I'm not skating right now. Yeah. I, I only skate when the vibe is is high, when the energy is high. If I'm upset about something, or I'm preoccupied, or I just, uh, you know, on on a day where on a day where I just there's something different, there's something weird, like ominous or like gloomy about the day. I just, I sit by myself and just like, I just handle my shit like solo. Like I don't like to be around people if I, if I'm having like a weird, if my vibes are off, off or if energy's off or whatever, I don't even like to be around people. I think that's a good, you know what I mean? I'm not saying like, I don't think people should be alone, but I think there's like, um, it's very admirable to like, when you realize you have like something on you and you just kind of like take it on yourself and deal with it and like carry your yeah. own weight. Like I'm a big, I'm a big preacher about like, if I carry my own weight and you carry your own weight, guess what? We're working together and we're going the same direction. And like, when, like I always think about that a lot because my family, like I love them and, but we grew up in a fucked up area and some of them didn't carry their weight. You know what I mean? So I was like, that was my whole thing, people. I'm like, let's all just carry our weight. We all have fucking bad things that happen. We all have bad days. Like, we just gotta like, we can help each other out, but it's like, if you try really fucking hard not to like, you know, just wallow in pain all the time and be miserable to be around and i do the same we'll be happier together you know 
It's almost like fake yeah. it till you make it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, dude, there, and there's also the thing where, you know, the, 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 the sleepwalking people out there, the ignorant people, the, 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 the self-unaware people, what they'll do is um, they'll take you know, have a bad day, but they'll take it out on those around them. Yeah. You know, like someone's having a bad day and they fucking go home and smack their wife around or they fucking yell at their kids or whatever. Fucked up. That asshole right there. That's a person that's not taking responsibility for their fucking emotions and they're letting their emotions drag them around like a rag doll. Like they're just leaves in the wind, blowing in the wind, like, oh, I'm, you know, victim mentality. Like, oh, I'm having a bad day. It's your fault. Fuck you. It's your fault. Or I'm going to take it out on you. Like, that is the hallmark of a fucking dipshit. Yeah, absolutely. I could. No, part of, part of, part of growing as a being is learning to take responsibility for how you fucking feel about shit. Yeah. If you're having a fucking bad day it's nothing more than brain chemistry that's all it is it's brain chemistry you're having a fucking bad day you're having a bad day not your <laughs> wife not your kids not your neighbor not your best bro not your girlfriend you're having a bad day take be a fucking man and fucking take responsibility for that shit yeah. and fucking deal with it yeah yeah <laughs> fuck up you know what i mean like i got no time for bullshit it's funny. It's, fuck that. It's funny, Mark, and this is cliche, but I think it's cool to care. When people care and they try, I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's what it's about, dude. Care. Yeah. <laughs> care. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously, like, that's like, um, that's part of what uh, pop programming is trying to do and has almost successfully done it in our, in our, in our, uh, in our country is what they call what the, the occultists call the cremation of care. Yeah. The getting rid of it. Uh, pop culture, what it tries to do is it actually tries to, um, to, uh, rip out hair out of us so that we're focused on ourselves only at the expense of our fellow man. Like step on anyone you gotta step on to get where you're going and fuck everybody else. That's the cremation of care. Yeah. That's fucking, that's fucked up shit, dude. Well, that is how, fucked up shit. That's how, that's how fucking big industry's born, you know? Like, destroy the planet, suck everything up, fuck everything up for profit, you steal minerals, all that that's stuff. The, oh, dude, research Satanism. That's the definition of Satanism. The four <laughs> main tenets of Satanism. Yeah, dude. Fucking e the egoism. Like, oh, and self-preservation, dude. Self-preservation, like, at all costs, take care of yourself and fuck everybody else. That's that is the definition of Satanism. Yeah. Period. The it's, definition of Satanism. It's very selfish. It's very. Oh selfish. yeah. Fuck yeah. No man. Like that's where action comes. Action comes from care. Period. Action comes from care. Caring. Yeah. Caring about your fellow man. Caring about your you know your friends, your family, your neighbor. That's where action comes from. Now when when you can breed care out of uh, when you can breed care out of. Um, of a, uh, of a generation, say, you know, whatever. If you can breed care out of a civilization or a society, yeah. guess what they're not going to do? They're going to be apathetic, and they're not going to take action <laughs> at all for anybody yeah. else except their own selves in life. Well, they'll gain a lot of weight, too, because they'll just be watching programming all the time, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man, that, dude, that mentality manifests itself. Dude, that mentality manifests itself in a human body as all kinds of fucked up shit, dude. Can't. Yeah, it's provable. It's true. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, um, but um, I, I nah, man, you gotta care, dude, because that's where action comes from. That's that's where you you know your action comes from your heart. Yeah. You have to fucking care about people, and you have yo. I mean, fuck, you gotta care about yourself too, because there's a lot of people out there that don't give a fuck about 
and it's just abuse. They they abuse themselves. They abuse everyone around them. Like they don't love themselves. They don't even know themselves. Yeah, that's. I mean, you know, that's, you to, yeah, give a fuck, people. Hello, like, give a fuck about yourself. Give a fuck about your fellow man. Give a fuck about your friends. Like, care. Take action. Like, do shit. Do good yeah. shit in the world. And that and that's important, man. Like when kids are developing too, it's like they need to practice on themselves and learn how to care about themselves and how to treat themselves better and how to be easier on themselves, but also like as far as like emotionally. But they have to push their boundaries. I was telling my homie today, I was like, You're young, dude, you're twenty, like you don't have as much experience. Go test yourself. Go find out who you are. The sooner you know who you are, the better you'll know how to treat other people, you know what I mean? Because you'll have you'll you'll be able to empathize, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm huge on skateboard lessons. Yeah, there's a thing. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there's a that thing that thing in Greece the, at the Oracle of Delphi. Mm-hmm. There, um, there are three carved into the Oracle of Delphi. These were these were really this was really important to the Greek the ancient than uh, we are. But um, carved into the Oracle of Delphi is in in uh, in Greek know thyself. See, that was that was a huge part of their philosophy know thyself and that's uh that comes and they they got that from uh the hermetic teachings of the ancient egyptians so knowing thyself is the key to unlocking uh the growth in your consciousness and what what you'll find when you when you get out there you know, you have these interpersonal relationships with people, and I, I never, I never shove anything down anyone's throat, dude. I mind my own fucking business. If someone comes to me and like wants to know something or ask me questions about something that I might be able to help with, then yeah, but I don't ever fucking go shove shit down anyone's throat. But yeah. um, but the uh, the what you'll find out there, and uh, you know, I've had this with like. A, you know, my ex-girlfriend or, you know, like friends or whatever, they do, there's a lot of people out there that fucking will not look at themselves. They won't look in the dark places. They won't look under, you know, under the bed. They won't look in the fucking closet. They won't look in the recesses of their mind and their flaws, you know, their, you know, their, their bad characteristics. They just, they'll just, um, yeah, because it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, dude, I got some fucking problems, man. You know, like, I'm fucked up. You <laughs> it's know? scary to be in the present moment. Because it fucks with, yeah, because it fucks with your ego. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody wants to t- tell themselves this fucking story that they're, they're badass and they're fucking hard and they're fucking this and they're fucking that. And it's bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. We, we're not a human being on this planet that is even remotely involved in like our, you know, our society, our civilization, in like, you know, this Western civilization bullshit is even remotely like balanced or enlightened or whatever. Like if we were balanced and enlightened, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't need to be here. Yeah. <laughs> in this school, this fucking school called Earth. I got a question, Mark. Um, yeah. Have you ever have you lost someone? Like, uh, family-wise? I don't know. If it's inappropriate, you can just tell me. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Like, have you had, like, loss in your life? Like, family members or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, uh, there's, there's only, uh, shit, man. Yeah, dude. I lost a ton of family members. Yeah. I feel like that's when that gets real. I feel like that's, like, something that wakens people up. When, you're like, they're close. Like, I, when I was 12, I lost, like I said, I lost my father. And at 12, being a little kid... It made me realize the truth because I was like, oh, that's it. Like, you don't know how long you got. You just like, it, it shows you that like, it's, you could be gone, you know? And like, um, a thing that forces you to get like, for me, it forced me to be a survivalist. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I had to figure out how to survive 
and not have role models in that sense. The media and shit like that, I guess, like, pop culture kind of helped, I guess. I love hip-hop. <laughs> Actually, that leads into one of our questions on Instagram. I can't remember who. But uh, what music? What music do you did you grow up with? What would you say some of your favorite artists are? I grew up with the radio, so it was either on a country music station or it was on um, oldies. No shit. Yeah, so I grew up with uh, the music from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and then uh, country music from the 70s and 60s, 70s, and early 80s. Yeah. And that's that's all I was exposed to. I mean, nobody nobody had like records or tapes or you know CDs. Like none, no one in my family had records, tapes, or CDs. No shit. It was just the fucking radio. So whatever was on, like you know, like you guys were just rocking it. You're like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. So it was either on. It was never on like rock music. It was either on oldies oh. or country music. You know, the old country. Um, which actually, like, I don't even. I, dude, I can listen to old country music. It doesn't even fuck with me. Like, some people are like, fuck country music. I hate that shit. And I don't know what new like, but old country, like, I can fuck with it, man. You know, like, and then as I, you know, when I got into my teens and I started like hanging out with uh, skateboarders or whatever, they had they had CDs and they had tapes and they had records. So that's when I was exposed to, and then skate videos, of course. Yeah, they were full of That's it. when I was exposed to, like, fucking awesome, like, rad music. And then it just, it just exploded from there. <laughs> people really love your video part, the songs you pick. I had people asking questions about that, and that, and I've always liked the songs you pick, too. Uh, is that just, does it take a while to find the song, or how do you, how do you go about that? Oh, the, I think you froze. Are you there? Oh. Yeah, no, you, uh, well, it froze. It, yeah. Yeah, so how do you go about making your video part song? Is it like you just hear it and then you build a part around it? Or do you like, like, are you building parts constantly and you pet, you find the song? Or how do you, how does that come to be? Cause people love the songs you pick. Well, I listen to music, uh, 16 hours a day. So I sleep, I sleep seven to eight hours a, a night or whatever. But when the first thing I do in the morning is I, uh, I put my iPod I plug my iPod into my receiver and I put music on. I'll either put an artist on or I'll put it on shuffle. Yeah. And music, I mean, obviously it's not playing in the house right now because I turned that shit up to 11 and it's fucking loud in my house. But I listen to music all fucking day long, all night long, and that's just part of my my thing, my, you know, whatever. I fucking love music. How music is, it, music is vibration. That's what it is. It's sound vibration. It's energy. It's pure energy. Do we, um, when you find a song, do you just know? Like, is it, are you ever nervous? Um, or you do, like, I don't know. No, well, now, I mean, back then, you know, back 20 years ago, fuck yeah, you're just like, this song is sick. We don't give a fuck about music. We don't know about music rights. We're just gonna use a song. Like, nobody, we weren't even tripping on music rights. And, uh, now it's like, Oh, dude, you know, these, these five songs are amazing because of the way that there's like the chorus, the words, the, there's like the break, there's the little slow-mo part, you know, whatever. Um, and then it, then it's filtered, it trickles down, it's like, oh shit, can we get the rights? Yeah, yeah. Because God now damn. skateboarding is huge. So you have, you know, I, I'll pick like, like for, for fully, I think I sent, Ty Evans, I think I sent him like 65 songs. Holy shit. <laughs> for Fully Flare. He was and then for Pretty Sweet, yeah, for Sweet, I sent those guys like 25 songs or whatever. And the five years Bowie one was, um, so Rick sent that one to me. And the ironic part about that song was I was going to use that song, 
um, in a video in 1996, but I didn't use it. And he brought it to you? So, yeah, so almost, you know, whatever, like 14 years later, or whatever, 15 years later, he throws that back at me. He didn't even know that I was going to use it as a song in 1996, and I, I was like, I totally forgot about it, and I was listening to it, and I was like, holy shit, dude, I was, I love this song. I was going to use it 20 years ago. Holy fuck, yes, and I was just like, all those 25 songs that I had kind of like in my head out the window. And I was like, dude, we're doing it. Five years, David Bowie. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That's genius. That's a gift. That's a gift. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, it's easy now because the music rights like what? No, go ahead. The music rights. Oh yeah. It's dude. It's crazy now. Uh, because of the music rights, like you, you have a rad song or whatever. And then, um, uh, uh, what if they're like, Oh yeah, we want $60,000. And you're like, oh, fuck, man, that song's perfect. Like, oh, shit. The company's going, we're not going to pay $60,000 for that song. Like, pick some other fucking indie band or something that'll want, like, two grand. And the you're whole, just like, oh, shit. The whole cruising wrong. So, I mean, whatever. It, 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 but it always works. It always works out. There's There are 65 billion songs out there or whatever. That you, you'll find something amazing. Yeah. It always works out. And there's a, like um, a lot of people creating stuff right now too, which is awesome. So there's abundance of stuff that's to be able to be used. Um, once I don't know. I just have a particular ear for music, and I'll know. Like I'll know. Like I can hear a song. And I'm like, yeah, I love work for skating. That's awesome. That's you good. know what I mean. I'm always like, uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous, but you know what? You made me feel good because we both skated to a Nina Simone. I skated to Feeling Good, Nina Simone, and you skated to it. Oh yeah, dude. Second part of the maple was right. Is the maple part the second? And we and we used um we used revolutions part one and two for that A team promo thingy. Yeah, sick man, so cool. I, I fucking so love Nina Simone, dude. I yeah. love Nina Simone. I love I love fucking trumpets. I realize I love trumpets. I don't know what it is, but every time I hear a song with like trumpets, I'm like, this is awesome. This is my yeah. I love it, fucking dude. My shit is guitar and. Guitar and piano. Damn, piano's amazing. Like I don't, I don't know what it is, dude. Guitar and piano, man. I was watching an episode of Louie tonight. You ever seen Louie? Yeah, just watching it a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the episode and in, in, uh they have violins. Like the little his daughter and like his friend play the violin, and it was so sick. It like I don't know, it struck an emotion with me. I was like, violin sick as hell. <laughs> have wonder- you ever heard uh ever heard that band uh the Dirty Three? No. Oh my, oh dude, st- fucking go to iTunes or wherever you get your music or whatever. Yeah. And, or, uh, go to YouTube and listen, cause you can listen to albums on YouTube or whatever. But go listen to the Dirty Three. Their main instrument, the front man, Warren Ellis, plays a violin. Damn, sick. That's so and cool. It's, dude, it's so, like, dude, it's heavy, heavy music, man. It's like, it's, yeah. It's not party music, I'll tell you that, but it's it's so beautiful, it's crazy. You know what I've been jamming to? Like my friends and my girl get bummed at me. Uh, I'm engaged. I have a I have a fiance. <laughs> I nice. I had one of those once. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to have one of those. Hey. Um, I'm back in love, dude. I'm back in it, dude. Love. When I see love out in the world, I'm just like back in it. Oh, we were, you know what, what makes it work is we split everything 50-50 and she, she does something as well. Like I skateboard and have an outlet and a passion and something I put my effort in and she pole dances. She, she, she's going to Egypt to go teach work classes for pole dancing. 
<laughs> well, dude, that's hey man, that's 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 what's called a partnership. Yeah, exactly. When you're fucking dude, when you're carrying somebody on your fucking back in a relationship, like in, in emotionally, financially, and they're just not pulling their fucking weight, and they're just sitting around doing nothing. They're not growing as a human being. Yeah. They're not fucking progressing. They're they're you know they it's like they just like start relying. Toll that it takes. But the fucking financial one, it's like, girl, go do something with yourself. You have this fucking life. You've been given this life and this infinite potential. Like, go do something. And those relationships never work. Yeah, no, they never fucking work. Yep, yep, I totally agree. So you, you gotta have a part. You gotta have a partnership. You gotta have a bad one that's down to put into the relationship. Pull her own weight and be be your rock. You and you got to be there for her. That's a fucking straight up partnership. Hey, I'm back in that. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, Mark. Is that sexism when the women come into it and they think that you're going to carry them? Would that be considered sexism? No, that's called no feminism. Feminism? It's not. Fe- Did you say feminism? No, I said neo feminism. Oh, okay, okay. That's a, a completely different psychology. Um, and that neo feminism um, is is being uh, programmed into into women through pop culture as well, where where um, through these these characters in these TV shows, um, the the male characters in the TV shows are written um, into the shows as these totally like just dog mentality idiot fucking wrong. It started with um in the eighties. It started with like Sam Alone in Cheers. It start uh, Al Bundy. In Married with Children, Homer Simpson, and now you have uh, uh, now you have Everyone Loves Raymond. You've got um, the whole cast of Friends that show Friends. You've got uh, King of Queens. Um, his character, Kevin James' character, was written into that show as as a total moron. Damn. Um, and, and it's done on purpose. It's done on purpose to um, uh, teach, to indoctrinate women or condition women to believe that men are fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, Anton Lavey's wife uh, wrote um, wrote this book for women, and it's um, this. I think it's called the Satanic Witch. And sorry, I have I have a, <laughs> I have a certificate, Mark. <laughs> no, that's all good, dude. That's all good. I talk good. about um, my podcast all the time. I like to smoke weed. <laughs> no, no, do your thing, man. Do your thing. Uh, yeah. So essentially, neo feminism is. Different than the feminism of the 60s where women now are, they grow up being exposed to these TV characters and these guys in these like buddy movies, these, these fucking Owen Wilson and fucking Vince Vaughn, those movies or whatever, where some of these characters are written in these movies and these guys are just dipshits. They're idiots. And women watch that and they don't even realize what they're doing, but they're, they're taking the, those characters into their perception of men. Yeah. And, they're just like, guys are fucking idiots that are just there to foot the bill for everything. So I'm going to find one that's got a lot of money, and I'm just going to take him for everything he's worth. That's neo-feminism. Yeah, that's and not all women are, no, no, that, it, some women are like that. I'm not, I'm not generalizing. I'm not saying all, all women are like that. Some women are like that. You, you might, you might call it a gold digger or, you know, whatever, but that's neo-feminism, dude. And that is designed on purpose to, um, to, uh, basically undermine the, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it was, it was, it was created a long time ago, um, as a plan to undermine the, um, the integrity of the family to keep men and women at odds. Yeah. That's, it's, it's on purpose, dude. It's on purpose. 
And then you got women out there. And then the other side of that coin is women are presented to men as bags of meat to be gawked at and drooled over and jerked off to and porno, whatever. And men look at women as nothing but a fucking hole in a heartbeat. Yeah. It's fucked, man. I see and it. Women on- look at men as like, just like a fucking, a credit, a credit card. Yeah, a credit card and a fucking whatever, dude. It's fucking, yeah, and it's not an accident. I'll tell you that. And if anybody wants to go research it, dig into it yeah. and do the extra work, find out what it is and, and when it was planned and where it comes from, go fucking do your research. Dude. And I, I completely I agree. If you believe it or you don't, that's what's happening in our world today. Neo-feminism. I completely agree with you because I see it from a different angle. Like growing up in the projects in the hood and shit, I see the liquor stores and all the drugs available and all that stuff. It's like they make it almost, they give you a fucking noose to hang yourself with, especially if you're at your lowest, you know what I mean? And you don't know right from wrong. Then they put all this around you. It's like, it's no joke. They do that shit on purpose. You know what I mean? It's on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Dave Chappelle talks about in his stand-up. He's like, he's taking a, a, a taking a limo around and his driver, you know, driver starts going down the street and he's like, he's like, Gun store, liquor store, gun store, liquor store. Where the fuck are you taking me, man? You know, and, and if you go into if you go into those those uh those those neighborhoods that have a different economic demographic, you'll find churches fried chicken, Popeyes chicken, liquor store, liquor store, liquor store, gun store, liquor store, churches fried chicken. Blah, blah, blah. There ain't no Whole Foods. There's no fucking. It's like it's like these these. It's put the poison. Put the poison right here at the, at the fingertips yeah absolutely and that's what it is it's fucking poison it's fucking poison that's why it's so important that we unplug man i like the turning off the programming because it's like we have to learn to take responsibility as humans and we have to like improve things like same with skateboarding i feel like skateboarders have to mature and take the responsibility of like taking on the industry like starting brands doing sick shit like just do it you know what i mean like yeah. Can't blame it on anyone else anymore. And it's the same with like, now that we have the in- collective intelligence on the internet, now it's like, you can just look shit up. You can learn. You cannot make the same mistakes. We cannot fall for the same bullshit as we did the previous generation, you know? Like. Yeah, we can share, we can share information instantaneously now. We can share, you know, everybody has, um, like the communication, open communication, like communication is there's so much communication now. There's so there's such a crazy exchange of information, like instantaneously. And that is a good thing. You know, that's a good thing. And yeah, you know, like it's for for us, for those of us who've been skateboarding for a really long time and we've seen a lot of these changes and stuff. I mean, seriously, like what good does it do sitting on your fucking ass just bitching about shit? Yeah. It doesn't do any good. It doesn't do your life any good, and it doesn't do anybody else's life any good. So if you don't like the way things are, or you see things for, you know, you see you see something, you're like, oh, that's fucking bullshit. Like, that, fuck that. That's bullshit. Get off your ass and do something about it, or shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Stop. Seriously. <laughs> get off your ass and do something about it, or shut the fuck up. Because sitting around on your ass, bitching about shit all day long, like, I don't like that. That sucks. This sucks. That sucks. It's like... What are you gonna do about it? Oh, nothing. You're fu- you're a waste of space. Like you're you, that's that is that's 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 the cremation of care. That's yep. not caring enough to take action to change the world around you. It's that's, fucking easy. That's Seriously, why, that's why they say be the change. You know what I mean? Like be the fucking change. Exactly. Exactly. Seriously. And that starts with self awareness, though. If you're used to programming, you gotta unprogram and you gotta do shit outside your box. You gotta meet people. You gotta communicate. That's why I think podcasts are so important because. 
you can have, like, I've had conversations with people from all different walks of life, like, fucking all different types of people, you know? And it's like, I'm getting healthy perspective and balances and conversations. My beliefs are being tested. I'm hearing new ideas. Like, you have to unplug, and then you have to realize we're all connected. So, it does, I know that sounds ridiculous, but you have to unplug from what they're selling you, and then realize we're all connected from this truth. Like, we really are. Yeah. Like, and you know how you know how you unplug. Unplugging is easy. Turn the fucking TV off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Turn the goddamn TV off. Seriously, don't look at the fucking newspaper because I'll tell you that every single letter in a newspaper is bought and paid for by the people that only want you to know that. There's yeah. so much shit out in the world that that um the uh, the media conglomerate, the media corporations don't want you to know because knowledge is power. And if and if you and if they can if they can keep you in front of a fucking TV it, with these brainless fucking TV shows like teaching you like teaching you how to react to situations in your life based on the way that characters react in these sitcoms yeah what the fuck you're being programmed motherfucker like literally you're being programmed you're being taught how to live your life and what to think and blah 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 from these you know these fucking news anchors that it's like every word is scripted and then fucking they. They only feed you what they want you to know. They're That's bullshit. Unplug. I, I mean, yeah, fucking unplug. Open your mind. Open a fucking book. Yeah, they're you know pushing I mean? propaganda. Like, they're pushing propaganda. You know, it's just like um, they, they people don't become extremely wealthy without like kind of crushing people. Like to get like to have so much wealth concentrated in one area. Like you have to do some. Sh you had to do some fucking shady shit to get there. Like oil companies and all these things. Like it's like it's at a cost, is what I'm saying. Like yeah, don't get that without a cost. And those are the people that are paying for those advertisements in the news. We might as well call, as well call them adver advertisements. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Got Fox News or whatever, and you can tell who's like paying for that message. You know what I mean? It's like so transparent. And all the fucking drug commercials now, they're, dude. I'm telling you, man. In the 80s, they're in the fucking drug commercials. Yeah. Now, if you turn the TV on during the day, it's just drug commercial, drug commercial, drug. And what they, and what the, uh, what the, what the drug companies do now, and this is researchable, this is provable, it's fucking true. Google. What the pharmaceutical companies now, what they do now is they come up with a drug, right? They come up with a drug. And they go, they hire these, uh, marketing firms and they, they go to the marketing firms to do, to do a marketing campaign. And the problem is the drug doesn't treat anything. It's just a fucking drug that they want to sell, right? Side of So they go, yeah. So they, 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 they go into these crazy, like, um, think tank meetings and shit and they fucking go, we need this so that we can sell this drug to people. And I have seen a commercial with my own two eyes on TV late at night. But I don't. This is like when I lived with a chick and she had cable. Fucking, bull, it was the worst, most pointless shit. But I saw, I saw this commercial. It's like, are you prone to sudden outbursts of laughter? <laughs> that was the disorder. Yes. And they had a drug for that shit, and then they showed all these different people like just laughing uncontrollably. Bunch of stoned. Yeah. They name too. I don't remember what the name is, but it was sudden outbursts of laughter. That's horrible. I need a pill. Give me a pill, Mark. I'm yeah. just a mess. So they show all these. They show like the old man like laughing. They show the middle aged woman laughing. They show the young girl studying for her college test laughing. And they they're telling them that it's a fucking it's a medical disorder and they need this drug, dude. I'm not fucking shitting you. That's what the pharmaceutical companies do. They make bullshit up. They make a fucking disorder up. 
so that they can sell you something that they invented in a laboratory. Yeah, and it's for profit. It's fucked. It's fucked. It's all for profit, and I get it. It's amazing, I, dude. If you ever, you should go on Google and uh, try to find, um, try to find that chart that shows that shows all the corporations, uh, the media, the pharmaceutical, the food and drug industry agriculture and oil and finances there's a chart that you can find on google where they show you like they give you the names of of, uh the head the heads of some of those companies and then when you start digging into it the people that are on the board of directors for the pharmaceutical industry the medical industry and the dental industry the media and the media conglomerate industry the oil and agriculture and food and drug industry administration they're all the same people <laughs> you couldn't even write it you couldn't even write you it you can't make that shit up they're all the same people so the guy that's on the board of directors at fucking fox news and abc and nbc they're on the board of directors at dow chemical and agri you know agri farm or whatever the fuck it is and these fucking crazy food and drug oh, dude that shit is amazing yeah. It's like like name for name for name for name. They're all the same fucking people. And I, I love that we have the internet because now it's like we can talk exactly. about this all the time. We can share ideas. We can talk about truths or ideas. And you can search it all up and see what it is and you can figure it out, you know? It's yeah, because you have knowledge at your fingertips now. If yeah. you have a fucking question, you have a fucking question about anything. Google that shit. It's basically like the numbers add up. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that's like kind of we're building a net, a web. You know what I mean? Like communication system. Like, uh, so that all, the more you get connected, that's like numbers adding up. You know, it starts to make sense. You're like, holy shit. Every, the more everything's connected, the beautiful. And I love it. Like, so I think everyone should do a podcast. Like, I really think more pros should do a podcast too because you don't have to rely on advertising from some company. You know, like I could work with like a, a non-skateboard company, but they can't advertise me now. I have a podcast. I just talk. You know what I mean? Like if I don't yeah. like your product, I don't like your product. If I really am backing you, I'm backing you. You know what I mean? Like it's you can't like this is like a conversation. You know, back in the day, it was like you rely on photos or just a magazine to for advertising. You better look cool. You know what I mean? Nowadays, yeah. I feel like you can. There's more things that are of value than just um. I'm always thinking about humans as the new currency. I'm like, like compassion, understanding, all this stuff that's more transparent now because we're connected. That's gonna become more valuable. You know what I mean? You're gonna see people yeah. that show themselves and have heart and like, and they have all these great qualities. And I think that those people should, uh, those people should. That's valuable to me more than valuable than fucking just looking cool or being superficial or some bullshit. You know? So I'm a huge proponent of connectivity and podcasts and all this stuff dude Did you that's where yeah that's where we need to go as a society or we're gonna end up in making choices and acting on those choices you know and uh if we don't wake the fuck up as as a collective species we're headed down a big giant fucking toilet because the people that are pulling the strings at the top of the pyramid that's the plan that they have for us yeah. that's the fucking plan because it's like popular. prison camps dude depopulation prison camps like you know google the georgia guidestones where the guidestones yeah google the georgia guidestones and they fucking lay it out in these granite blocks these fucking insane granite blocks in, in like ten different languages. They lay out their plan for humanity. Wow. And nobody knows nobody knows who built the Georgia Guidestones or who paid for it or where it came from because it was an it was an anonymous uh, it was an anonymous guy that walked into this uh, this company and he he had the he had the drawing and he had all the everything and 
it, it was a pseudonym that he gave the company wow. uh, to erect this insane structure in uh, in Georgia. Damn, <laughs> that's sick. I'm gonna check it out for sure. That's just fucked up, dude. Come on, Skype. Yeah, but that's that's because that's because yeah. And the only way that can happen is if you have an entire species of of animal, which you know we are. If you have entire species of, of, of or a society that is completely asleep and brain dead, complacent, compl- not even complacent just means comfortable in your situation. Yeah, but yeah, yeah complacency, but ignorance. Yeah. If you have a if you have a society that is just completely ignorant and lacking knowledge, and that doesn't mean people are dumb, because that people are not fucking dumb. Human potential is infinite. I'm talking about people that just aren't really interested in like knowing shit, or they're scared, or you know whatever. They're like, I'd rather not know it, man. Shit's scary, bro. I'd rather not know it. <laughs> man, there is nothing negative about awareness at all. Nothing negative about being aware of what the fuck is going on in the world at all. But if you, dude, if you have a, if you have a population that is just like been spoon fed, you know, fucking CSI and fucking these shit shows and reality TV and like that, the, the, that perception of the world, holy fuck, you can do whatever the fuck you want to them. Because they don't know any better. They don't know anything. Yeah, and I, I think it's it starts with us realizing we have power and influence and there's strength in numbers. Actually, that's the only thing you gain strength in is numbers. You know what I mean? So the more of us that, like, kind of realize... Or, not, you know, knowledge. Fuck, yeah. knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But numbers together, like, that's... If we all start lightening up, which can happen through knowledge, if everyone starts realizing, like, hey, let's, like... We have expression. We can express how we feel and talk and we're all connected and shit... That's how you create change, but it takes, it's on an individual level, I feel. Like, um, yeah. that's, why I say, that's, that's uni- community, 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 unity, community. Yeah. But guess, guess how, guess how community has been undermined. How's that? Uh, <laughs> I already know, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, the news. Yeah. Because well, all the only thing, they never show you anything good on the news, dude. Watch the fucking news. They never show you anything good in the newspaper. They Someone's never show you anything good in the news. Yeah, it's like, Every, like, dude, you go, you walk out your door, and you're just gonna be raped by, like, a fucking AIDS-infected, as Bill Hicks said, <laughs> a, an AIDS-infected, crack-addicted, pit bull rapist. <laughs> you're gonna be attacked, and then, dude, in, like, in my neighborhood here, you know, you rarely, I mean, I live in a, a, in a really awesome neighborhood, and, uh, you see people cruising around out, in the, out and about, like, walking their dogs and stuff, but for the most part, like, People come home from their jobs that they probably don't like, and they hide in their homes all fucking night long watching TV. Jeez. I'm not saying everyone does that because I don't really know how people live or whatever, but me, I'm out in the front yard, dude. I'm doing shit. Like I'm, I, wa- I walk around the neighborhood, like whatever. Like, but in a lot of neighborhoods, um, you never see anybody. You never see anybody in their yards. You never see anybody in the street. Like they just come home and they go in their house and they hide and watch TV. Yeah, it's such a waste, man. I, I, There's no community. There's no community because everyone now they keep their kids inside. In the '80s, dude, we were kicked outside. My fucking mom was like, "Get the fuck out of the house and do not come back until the street lights come on." <laughs> and that's how every kid was. We were out in the streets, dude, living life and like, especially like riding bikes, like skateboarding, like fucking around in the woods. Like we were living life. Now 
parents have that been watching the goddamn news for fucking too long and they think every everyone's a fucking pedophile and a rapist and a fucking blah blah murderer or whatever because they've just been conditioned they've been brainwashed to think that you're you're oh my god your neighbor's a your neighbor's a fucking rapist your neighbor's a fucking this or that blah 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 it's all it's fucking bullshit and so kids kids now are kept inside you know, oh, because, you know, we're just trying to protect the children. We're just trying to protect the children. We gotta keep them inside and keep them fucking antisocial and keep them like on these fucking, keep them like on their, you know, their Nintendo DS and they become socially inept. They can't fucking interact with anybody else because they're just these fucking robots. You know what I mean? I, 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 That's I, a prime I, example of how community's been undermined. I completely agree, man. I completely agree. And I think that's why I'm huge on the fucking skate lessons thing because I, I skate with kids all day long, and I talk to them like they're adults. Like, I'm not, like, obviously I don't, you know, cuss like crazy or anything, but I talk about great ideas with them, you know? I talk about life. I talk about growing up. I talk about things that I had to face that they'll have to face. I feel like that's why skate lessons to me are so important, because each kid, I teach them about how fun skating is. I teach them how to power slide. I, I get them to fall in love with skating. Not not for points, not for money, not for fame, for sponsorship. I'm just like, check out how, how sick, like, a power slide is. I get them learning how to find their center of balance. Like, freestyle stuff, you know? Like, just fun, basic stuff so they can yeah. get good. Like, I think that's why we need a lot more teachers. It's funny, our school systems, I think of that all the time. I ask kids. I'm a big on asking questions to kids because kids are very honest. And I ask them about their school and their parents and what they, if they talk to them and, like, share these things. And, like, it's really shocking sometimes, man. But uh, but I, I feel like we, ha- as, like, adults, we have to, to talk to people and share and teach. We have to take on that responsibility as pro skateboarders, as influencers or whatever. If you have someone who looks up to you, you shouldn't let them down, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm huge on that. I like skateboard lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, yeah, no, that's... That's good, man. Like, you know, whenever, uh, whenever I have an opportunity to like sit and talk to someone, I like, I was talking to, I was in a skate shop the other day and this woman was with her son and, uh, she comes over and she's like, can I get a photo of you two? And I was like, yeah, of course, you know? And then she, I was asking her about more stuff and, uh, asking her how, how long like her son's been skating and all that. And then, uh, she's like, yeah, he really likes it. And I just looked at her. I'm like, you do realize that like this, this, can keep him out of a lot of trouble and also teach him a lot about himself. I was like, skateboarding will teach you a lot about yourself. You know, it'll teach you about who you are, like your potential, you know, like it'll, it'll let you access uh, different areas of your brain that like other things don't, you know, and then the athletic part of it, of course, like, you know, learning balance and learning, you know, whatever, but skateboarding, uh, skateboarding teaches you, it's like scratches the surface of, um, of what your potential is, essentially, you it's, know? It's funny. As kids grow and they learn tricks and they, 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 they're like, holy fuck, like, last week I was not able to do this trick. Now I can. I've just, you know, like, I've just grown a little bit. It's like a magic trick. Yeah, I've just opened a door. <laughs> and, uh, shit, man, like, you know, you, you find out, you learn a lot about yourself. And, you know, like, uh... For us, like when we're filming videos and stuff and we go out to, you know, we're trying to trick for four hours and we go through these insane, these insane psychological, um, wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's like there's layer, there's layers of it, you know, there's layers and layers and layers of it. And you, 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 you get to the like, you get to like, sometimes like you get to a part of yourself, um, that you don't like. You know, and it, you're confronted with it and it's, it's weird. You're just like thinking all this weird shit and you're angry and you're just like, Oh, I wish that guy wasn't sitting there. Or, you know, someone rides by on a bike and you, and you're just like, dude, you're fucking me up. Like you're fucking my concentration up or whatever. And you're like, Oh, wow. Wow. 
this was in there the whole time, you know? Like, this is a part of me. This is, like, part of who I am. Like, I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But you got to confront that. Like, if hey, you, if, the only way to have change is to look in the mirror and go, oh, this is what I don't like about myself. Like, exactly. I, you got to shake yourself. Exactly. Your and skateboarding. Yeah. Skateboarding. Yeah. Sorry. It'll, it'll, yeah, dude, skateboarding is like a shovel sometimes, man. It'll dig up some gnarly shit in, in your in your subconscious, dude. You know what? You, you know what's beautiful is skateboarding at its rawest form is basic problem solving. Because you want to, you picture something with your mind. It's creation. You see it, and then you want to create it in the physical. So you're thinking about it, and then you have to make all the wrong mistakes until you find what works for you. So you're yeah. you're figuring you're learning how to solve a problem at the fucking get go. If we get yeah. kids doing that, that's why I'm huge on skate lessons. If we get kids that are huge on learning basic problem solving and they do it in a fun way that they can have their own identities. Everyone's invited skateboarding is for everyone and they can fall in love with it. Not for being a fucking champion, not for winning the fucking whatever big contest is not for notoriety fame, but just for like, that's your expression, pure self-expression. Like if you teach little kids that at a young age, they're going to look up to the people that share that with them. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what skating was. I thought like I was a ghetto kid and I got invited into this club world that like people were creating amazing stuff. And I learned basic problem solving and it just kept going and going. And it's like beautiful, dude. I love that you said that in your video part, man. Modus, like when you said that, uh, the whole intro there, I wanted to ask you about that stuff too. Is that, do you go out of your way to be like, look, I have an idea for the intro. I want to talk about something or say something. Or is it just like, how does that come to be? Cause that that was amazing to me because not not a lot of people do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think it was like Modus. It was like Greg Hunt was like, "What do you want to do? What do you want to do for your intro?" And I was like, "I don't know. Like, let me just put on a lounge singer suit and fucking just like draw some shit." We, I mean, literally had no idea, had no nothing. Like, um, just did that thing, and then he 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 came to the house and did some voiceovers um to go along with it you know and it wasn't it wasn't really planned it was just like it just came out of me you know what i mean like it wasn't planned it just it worked out or whatever you know yeah but um that thing you're talking about the problem solving yes sir that's deductive reasoning thank you <laughs> and that's yeah no no it's problem solving it's deductive reasoning yeah it, the way it goes like it goes like this if i do this then this happens right that's experience if I do this then this happens and that's how you learn, that's how you learn what to do, and that's how you learn what not to do. And that's, when you're learning a trick, it's like, okay, I did it this way, it didn't work. I have to shift my foot. And I, you know, it's deductive reasoning, deductive reasoning. It's like, do this, nope, do this, nope, do this, nope, do this, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah. you're like, and you're growing, you're growing receptors in your brain. That's how you remember to do tricks. Fight off Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah, dude, like you, you not skate for fucking three months or whatever. Get on your board, do a 360 flip because those, you, you built that fucking, those receptors are in your brain. That muscle memory is so ingrained in your body that you will always, it's like riding a bike. You'll always be able to do it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and yeah. That, that whole thing of, it's, it's, it's just basic problem solving. It's just like, you know, it's like Thomas Edison. Like he, 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 uh, what, what do they say about Thomas Edison? It's like he, he tried 999. He failed 999 times to make a light bulb. Damn. Fucking. So he's like, they would like blow the glass. He would put the filament in, screw <laughs> the thing on the bottom, turn it on, the shit would explode. Perseverance, man. Yeah. And, the, but he was learning. He was learning what not to do, but he was looking for the thing. He was looking for the thing to do. He was, he was like, just kept going, kept going. He's like, I'll find it. I'll figure out the proper voltage. I'll figure out the, the thickness of the glass, the, the, um, the gauge of the filament, you know? And he failed 999 times. 
and on the one thousandth time, he it worked. That's genius. That's fucking genius. That's how. That's how true. That's how skateboarding is. That's how life is. All right. You know what I mean? That's how skateboarding is. Like, dude, I failed. You know, I'm trying to learn. You know, I'm trying to learn a trick today or whatever, and I was just like failing miserably. Because I was just like, I was. Because guess what? I wasn't doing it right. The right way to do anything is. It's always there. It's always going to be there. You just have to find it. Yeah, sometimes you got to get out of your own way too, and that's when perspective and mood comes into it. You're like, fuck, I'm just not, I'm not framed up right today to do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but you know, it's like, you, yeah, you can fucking hang on to it and be bummed, or you can be like, ah, fuck it, man, I'll do it tomorrow, or I'll figure it out tomorrow. Exactly. I, I wanted to ask you that kind of led. That was a good segue into um me kind of asking about like um progressing and learning. Like you've been in the game so long, man. So. Someone was asking me on Instagram about what motivates you to keep filming video parts and progressing and like kind of like you're talking about with Edison like that keep trying 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 like what what is that what motivates you nowadays to keep going Um I don't know is that a heavy question Well <laughs> no 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 well you you got to understand like motivation comes and goes you know I'm not I'm not 14 anymore I'm not 15 anymore I'm not 16 anymore I'm not you know I'm not like I don't have this like drive to prove myself to anyone, you know, uh, or or I guess a better way to uh, phrase that would be I don't have a drive to to find to uh, to find the affirmation and the acceptance from my peers um, that I didn't get from my family, you know. Yeah. Like I I had a drive to find that from my peers um uh through by using skateboarding because i didn't get it from uh my from my family whatsoever so kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you start to get the initial like you know you you do you do some you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that like that that appreciation from your peers you know the other skaters are like holy shit like yeah dude that's rad admiration yeah yeah the admiration or the the affirmation yeah you know like wow like i'm finally i'm finally like found something that i love to do and like these people appreciate it like oh my god that becomes like a drug man i'm straight up <laughs> and you're oh that's your drive you're like i need more i need more cuz i didn't get it i didn't get it from my fucking family so yeah. i'm like I need, I, you know, I want to get it from my peers. I'm going to get it from these people that I, that, that I respect, that I look up to. And that, that, that drove me. That drove me. Seriously, that fucking drove me so gnarly when I was younger. And then you get to a point where you go through these different phases or whatever and you get that. And then you don't, it's, it's like you re, you learn more about yourself and you're like, huh, like, all right. So you have, you have the respect or the admiration from your peers. And then some people get that and they stop. I've seen it. And then you realize you're like, oh, so that's what you skated for. You skated just, you just skated for like, you, you got this thing, you use skateboarding to get this thing and you quit. Superficial. Um, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, man, I, like, you know, the, y- your fucking ego, your ego is fed and your, your head swelled up like a fucking balloon and you thought you were the greatest thing since fucking sliced bread. <laughs> you got what you wanted, you came, you saw, you kicked ass and then you just fucking quit. So that, like, I'm not down with that. Like, I'm, you know, like you go through these phases, the longer you skate and you get to a point where you're like, all right, like, you know, I've done this. I accomplished this. I accomplished that. I accomplished this. I accomplished that. And then it's like, then it, you, you settle. It's weird. It's like you settle into yourself really like true, really and truly. And you, you don't skate for that anymore. You skate, you skate as a way to, um, there's different reasons we skate. You know, it's like, it's meditative. It's therapeutic. 
Yeah. Express, you know, expressive is good. I like that. I like when people express themselves through their skating. Like when you can see someone, like I, some of my favorite skaters are dudes that sh- like wear their hearts on their sleeve and you can tell through their skating too. And then I don't know. There's like so many different ways. I like control and style and passion and like you can tell it through people's body language because you can tell their emotion when they're filming it or going through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's exploration too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's exploration. You, you, you do, you film a bunch of video parts and then you do all these tricks. And you get to a point where you're like, you're like, shit, man, like, fuck, what else can I do? You know, like, what else can I do? What, 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 what haven't I done? Like, what, what do I need to learn? You yeah. know, like, what's what, my weakness or where can I improve? Yeah, where can I improve? Or, you know, like, say, like me, like, I was out, I was out recently for, you know, four or five months. I didn't skate. And, um, when I, when I was finally able to skate again, I had to literally relearn how to skate. So the, you know, and then I consciously made a decision to go back and, uh, redo a bunch of tricks that I hadn't done since I was like, you know, 18, 19, 20. Sick. You know, you film them for a video part and they're really hard and stuff, you know, whatever. And I was just like, and then you never do them again. Yeah. You know, cause you're going to be, you're going to be doing kickflips, 360 flips, backside tail slides, blah, 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 blah. but those really, really weird hard tricks where you're like, God damn, I tried that shit for an hour and I finally landed it and I'm throwing it in the video part and I'm never going to fuck with it ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm going back and I'm actually relearning all that shit. Yeah, that's it. Because it's a, it's another part of ex- exploration. It's like, oh, I did one. I did one in 1996. I did one. Landed it, never fucking did it again. Yeah. And it came out in the video. So now I'm like, nah, dude, I'm going to go back and I'm going to fucking relearn that trick and, and redo it because I want to like make sure I want to keep that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to lose it. I want to keep it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, I've, had, I've tried tricks like in the I've tried tricks when I first began and I pulled them off. I worked really hard, like you're saying, and pulled them off. And I hadn't done them in so long. And then I did them again. And people were like, when did you learn that? I was like, well, it was like years ago that I actually tried to learn it. And now that I've like built up my balance and everything now, it's like seems a little bit easier, you know? You're like revisiting it, so it's like not as foreign or strange, so you can progress at it again. That's yeah, it's fun, man. I mean, dude, it's fun. But as far as like what drives me, like it, that comes and goes, dude. Like there, I you know, like I've taken like long periods of time off of skateboarding, away from skateboarding. Yeah, because I the spark wasn't there. You know, the motivation wasn't there. I mean, you, you get sidetracked with something else, or you're going through something really rough that's like personal. You know, personal, like not has nothing to do with skateboarding. Yep. Nothing to do with nothing. It's just like your personal shit. You know, you have, your relationships falling apart. Like, you know, you're having whatever. Like, uh, you know, like you get sidetracked. That shit bums you out a little bit. And then you're just dealing with that. And then, you know, like, and then when the spark comes back, it's like, that's when it's time. You know, that's when it's time to fucking get out there and just fucking keep doing it. Like, when I, when I get the spark and the spark comes and goes, like, once you're, you know, once you're fucking, like, been in it for a long time, that spark isn't always there. It's just a fact. Yeah. You know, unless you're Daywan Song. <laughs> he is the exception to yeah. the rule. Daywan, oh my god, he's the greatest skateboarder on earth. Period. Greatest skateboarder on earth. But uh, you know, for for us normal mortals, um <laughs> for us normal mortals like shit, man, like we got other, you know, like I'm a grown-up, dude. Like I got I got shit like you know, fuck man, I got to get a door replaced or like <laughs> I don't know. Shit, we got lives. You know what I mean? Like, I fuck, man. I got to go to yoga or some shit. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then so the spark comes and goes. But dude, when when the when the fire turns on, oh, dude, it's on, dude. Yeah, it's, it's on. You know, and it's it's like it's like oh, what drives you? It's like I fuck, I don't know, man. I love skateboarding. <laughs> That's what I want to do. You know. Yeah. 
That's awesome, man. I, I completely agree. When I was younger, it was funny. I would used to go out and skate, and, like, I'd have what you were saying about, like, issues. Obviously, I had issues in my background. I would go out and skate, and I wouldn't even have fun. I'd be on the edge of tears. Like, I'd be, like, throwing my board, and, like, I'd just be more having a battle with myself and what was going on in my outside life. So I couldn't focus on skating as a little kid. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's funny as you start to take care of yourself more, you get away from unhealthy things and you just start to build a life for yourself. And when you yeah. really focus on something without outside stresses, like yeah. especially ones you can't control, that's why it's like, do we need resets? We need resets all the time because the weight of the world gets on our backs. Like, I don't care who the fuck you are. Like, you feel just like we bleed the same. We all feel the same. Like, if you're acting like you're invincible and you don't share that shit, you're a liar. So, yeah, dude. But I remember finding that, like, as I get older and as even still, man, I'm still progressing. Like, being 32, I just, like, understand myself a little better. I know why I do what I do now. I get a little more confident. And, like, I can focus more. I don't have to skate as much because, like, when I do skate, it's, like, complete focus. You know what I mean? Like, I can – it's like when you're in school and you're waiting for the bell to get out. You're just anxious. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm still like that because I stay so busy with so much other stuff that when I do get on my skateboard, it's like, this is my time for play. You know what I mean? Like, like let's have fun, you know? Like, fuck yeah. it. I don't care. And you want to take it as far as you can because that time's limited. I work a full-time job. Like, I work uh, right down the road, embroidery, screen printing, you know, because I run my own brand. And I do skate lessons, and I do a contest called the New England Am, which I organized. We had over 300 kids last year in my in, the, in my hometown. Skater's Edge is a huge indoor park. I bought my home. Me and my fiance bought our home, or are buying our home from the people that own the skate park, which is fucking yeah. awesome. So I do a lot of hustles, you know. But like when I finally get to my board, it's like I feel like I've progressed in more than I ever have, just because like now I'm like enjoying and appreciating every moment. Like when I was pro. You could do it all the time. It was like when I lived in Long Beach for two years. It was like sunny every day. I was like, yeah. I'll do it tomorrow. It's going to be 70 and nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but dude, on the on the East Coast, man, like shit, like you got to take advantage of like when you can do it, you know? Dude, we just had three feet of snow, Mark. It was brutal. This is the worst winter I've ever experienced. I've asked dudes that are like 50, 60, and they're like, yeah, I don't remember when it worse than this. Like three yeah. feet of snow the whole fucking six months. Like Our climate, yeah, dude, our climate is... uh you know, our climate's changing. The fucking ocean currents, the temperature of the, uh, of the, these, o- these major ocean currents is, uh, changing. And the, sa- the changing fucking with the salin, uh, the salinate, how do you say it? Salinization or whether the saline blah, blah, blah of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these are, the, and, you know, weather patterns are completely dependent on, um, ocean currents. Yeah. And the temperature of the ocean, the temperature of the ocean is, is, uh, getting warmer and yeah dude it's weird when when shit like that's changing dude like fuck man like so we're supposed to have out here in la we're supposed to have the hottest summer ever recorded gnarly this this summer and i mean fuck man march 13th it was 90 it was 99 degrees outside march 13th damn you guys had crazy droughts too like you guys need water right that's what i keep hearing yeah, it's fucking yeah, dude. I mean, w- dude, our all of our water comes from uh the Colorado River. I saw that, dude. I was tripping out on that whole man, that whole structure, dude. That was blowing my mind. I watched some some show and I was like, "Holy shit." Like, it's crazy to think that. Like, I, when I lived in Long Beach, I didn't even realize that, you know? Like, yeah, Los Angeles, I mean, for the most part, Los Angeles should be a fucking desert. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. shit. And then, uh, you know, you get down to Orange County and, like, fuck, what was in Orange What was in Orange County before people moved in and fucking built those shitty fucking track, suburban track homes? It was all orange groves. All of it. Damn, orange is... Orange trees. It was just, 
you know, like fucking plants and whatever, man. Human beings, do you need to wake the fuck up and just like stop fucking with shit. Stop fucking with the environment. Were your parents, were your parents like, how did you get your spark to be a thinker, man? I know that, like, I'm just curious because like, I don't know, mine came from how I grew up. It just made me be self-aware at a young age. So then I just instantly started thinking because I was worried a lot. Where do you get yours from, dude? Um, fuck, man. I don't know. It didn't come from my parents for sure. My parents weren't like that. Maybe your grandfather? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, because I wonder how people are find like find self awareness and that uh, reflectiveness and. It, it was all. It was always there, dude. It was always there. I mean, you know, I used to study astronomy when I was uh, when I was in elementary school. I was fascinated by astronomy. Sick. So that is that's something that is just in uh, it's in my genetic memory. It's in it's like it's a genetic memory. It's a it's in my DNA because um, it's not it didn't come from anything in this life at all. Yeah, yeah. It was already you know, I was, yeah. It was nothing that I was exposed to because I wasn't exposed to much at all until I was you know seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. I wasn't exposed to very much at all. I lived in a very, very, very small bubble. Yeah, and. Uh, I've, I've always been introspective. I've always been extremely, like, self-reflective, um, and inquisitive, you know? And as a kid, like, you're, you know, you're inquisitive and you're just like, how big's the universe? Like, what does God look like? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And all I ever heard was, you don't need to think about shit like that. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, that's what they all told me. You don't need to think about shit like that, you know? So it, it was always, it's, it's always been there. And it, it, it's nothing that has to do with anything in this life. It's just a part of like, you know, some of these people, they're, they're like, oh, you have an old soul, you know, or whatever. Like you're, you're a lot older than like your years or your whatever, I you know, you just have an old soul. And I'm just like, uh, okay. Whatever. I am, I, you know, I'm the way I am. I don't fucking know why. That's awesome, though. That's awesome. <laughs> I had a, I actually had someone on the podcast who was really awesome. His name is Philip Deal. And, uh, that one's coming out pretty soon, but he, like, he's a classically trained dancer. Like, he learned from Russians and all this stuff. And, uh, his story is so cool, man. Like, it, I, it was like a whole different perspective I'd like. But, um, that one's coming out soon, but it's crazy. He, uh, he was talking all about that, too. He was just speaking about, um, just kind of like, I don't know, good genes, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, alright, we're gonna jump around, dude. I really wanna skate that park, man. How sick is the, the, the Crail Tap park? The Crail Tap park? Is it Crail Tap or is it the whole distribution or girl, the girl park? The one I always see on Instagram with Guy and you and... Oh, that's our park. Yeah, for chocolate. Yeah, no, it's not the Crail, Crail, girl has their own park down in Torrance. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So girl has their skate park and then they have a mini ramp, um, Outside the warehouse. Yeah. Yeah, but we have we have our own warehouse. No shit. That's yeah. Sick. Like a, it's a private. Yeah, it's a private thing. That's but that private. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, we go there every day. Just you guys decided like all you guys came together and like let's open up a spot. Yep. Damn. Yeah. That was uh in 2010. Um, guy started talking to Anthony Van England about getting a getting like a, a spot going. You know, like a warehouse skate park thing going. And, uh, he called me, he called Brandon Beeble, and then Anthony called Dylan Reeder, and the five of us just like, we got a real estate agent, a commercial real estate agent, and we found a warehouse. We, we looked at a bunch, yeah. we found one we liked, and it was, it was close, it was closer to like, our zone, and uh, yeah, we got, we got some people in there to build a bunch of stuff, and then, came, you know, 
game on. Let's do this. Dude, it looks fucking awesome, man. So you guys just have keys and you go whenever? You're just hyped? You just meet up in session? Oh, yeah, dude. I'll go skate it. Sometimes I'll just be, like, sitting around bored. I'll just go skate at 2 in the morning. Hell, yeah. That's fucking awesome. I live 10, yeah. I live 10 minutes from Skater's Edge. I was talking about that skate park. So I, yeah. I have access to it, like, all the time. And it's rad. They're open till like, midnight on the weekends and Wednesdays. So, like, I'm constantly there. Like, I mean, if I'm street skating I'm, and I'm getting beat up, I got to rest, you know. But, like, we're here winter, six months, man. Like, that's our, yeah. commun- that's our community. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, dude. so many people. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, man. There was a skate park. There was a skate park in uh, in my hometown in North Carolina. And shit, man. Sometimes, like, during the winter, like, that, that's the only place you could go. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, North Carolina for sure. Like, if you could make it out there, dude, seriously, if you could make it out there through the snow or whatever, like, sometimes it's just, like, it was too gnarly to skate outside. It was just fucking too gnarly. Is that where you started skating, was North Carolina? Yeah, yeah. What was that like? Like, did you, were there other people that you skated with? Did you have a crew? Yeah, I had a crew, um, but that, you know, that was like, fuck, dude, that was like, I started in 1990, and that's, you know, skateboarding was at, I swear, dude, it was like, it, it was like the second death of skateboarding. Like the first one was at the end of the seventies, early eighties. Skateboarding was dead. And then it came back. You can see it in that, in that Bones Brigade documentary. Yeah. Um, they talk about that, how like skateboarding was huge and then just died overnight, literally died overnight. And then it finally toward the mid, the mid eighties to late eighties, it like blew up. Then it died again. <laughs> and then that's where street skating and all that stuff, street skating became really popular or whatever. But yeah, when I started skating in 1990, skateboarding was Deader than shit. Ah, uh, you were and keeping no, it going. <laughs> yeah, nobody, dude, that, like, it was socially unacceptable. No one's, like, rarely did you see other skaters. Um, in my school, when I skated, in, in my entire fucking school, there were one, two, three skateboarders besides myself. Three. Damn. Did you guys know each other? Yeah, dude. Yeah, right? we're, of course, dude. <laughs> yeah. you saw someone, if you saw somebody come to school with some fucking airwalks, you're like, who the fuck are you, dude? What's up? We gotta go skate. That's it's not like that now because everybody, you know, there's so many skaters. You see someone on the sidewalk and you see two skaters pass each other and they don't even say hello. Yeah, it's because we got what we wanted. We wanted skateboarding to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but back then, dude, if you saw anybody, like, it was weird if you saw another skater that you didn't know, but immediately you were just like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, oh, what kind of board do you have? Like, sick. All right, look. Um, so yeah, like, there was a, you know, a mix of like middle school, you know, the four middle school people and then five, maybe like five or six high school kids. So like it was really, really small, really fucking small. That's cool. And then that, that's, that was your crew, you know, like if you skated, you, you, you were in the crew pretty much. You guys were the outliers. You really were the outliers. Like, yeah, dude, it was, oh my God, it was so fucking socially unacceptable. Like (laughs) skateboarders were so, dude. It was not, man. It was we were we were fucking total outcasts. We were rejects, you know. But it was one of those things. Like it was our, it was like a secret club, and like anybody that didn't get it, fuck them. They don't get it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now it's like it's all over TV, and it's like socially acceptable, and it's popular, and it's like a now it's like a um, it's an acceptable youth activity. Whereas before it was like we were looked at as like total derelicts, total, you know, like. People just were afraid of us, you know? They didn't like us. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like, oh, you skate? Oh, my God, that's amazing. I want street leg on ESPN. <laughs> like, you skate? <laughs> so sick. <laughs> 
And I think because they think that they're like, oh, you made something of yourselves. You're not that. You know, they believe the stereotypes of like skateboarding, and they're like, but now people are successful. You're like fucking. You know what I mean? So they're like, hey, what's, yeah. what's up, buddy? I'm your friend now. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I had this. Uh, I had this guy, this door installer, uh, come to the house the other day because when I got back from Puerto Rico, I was. I was like, because I take pills to fly, you know? Yeah, what, what do you take? I take Ativan. What does that do? It it, it prevents uh, any kind of electrical disturbances in your brain that might be caused from extreme duress. Actually, someone on Instagram asked me to ask you about your flying thing, so this is perfect. Yeah, so I had a, I had a, I had a seizure on a plane in 2011. Scary, scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, How'd that play I, out? What's that? How does that play out? On the plane, are people freaking out? Like, how does that play out? Um, no, because not all seizures. When you, when you think of a seizure, you're thinking of a grand mal seizure. Okay, okay. You're thinking of this, like, here, I'll, can you see me? Yep. I'll illustrate it for you. <laughs> yeah, I saw. That's a, that's a grand mal seizure. Yeah. <laughs> there are different, there are lots of different kinds of seizures. Okay. So I, uh, uh, yeah, so I had a seizure on a plane in 2011, and then to prevent that from ever happening again. And it's not an epileptic thing. So it's not, it has nothing to do with epilepsy. It has to do with stress. Oh, okay. Okay. Stress can cause seizures. I believe. Um, yeah. So, uh, to prevent that, um, I, I talked to my doctor and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, like electrical disturbance in your brain caused by stress. Like shit happens. And I was like, fuck, fuck that. I'm never doing that again. Like give me some pills. So I got back from Puerto Rico at the beginning of March and I was still, cause those pills, they, you know, they, they shut off the frontal cortex of your brain. Where you store your short-term memory, yeah, and so you're black, you're blacked out. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> functioning because your the reptilian brain and the mammalian brain are still functioning. Yeah, so you're still you, but you don't. You're not. You're not. Um, the frontal cortex is shut off, so you're not. Uh, you're not. Um, processing. You're not retaining memories. You're blacked out. That's what yeah. a blackout. Is. You're like a zombie. So, yeah, yeah. You're, but you're still functioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get home and uh, I. My keys were in my bag, and I lost my bag at LAX. My God. So I get home. I took an Uber cab back to my house. I get home, and I can't get into my house, and I call I call Guy Mariano, and I'm like, dude, Guy, I'm locked out. Get over here. So he drives to my house, and we take a shovel, and we break into my house through this door with a shovel. Yes. <laughs> so anyways, it took, you know, like, you know, the next day or, like, the day after, like, after the the out of van fog cleared i was like looking at the door like oh my god i broke this fucking door jesus christ i have to, I have to get a new fucking door we didn't so need to use the shovel uh, you're like we didn't need to use the shovel <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah i was talking to a guy about it the other day he's like he's like dude we could have just like done we could have called a locksmith and i was like i was blacked out man i didn't fucking know i wanted to get in my house and go to bed like get the shovel and fucking smash the door but um so the guy, so I ordered a new door, it came, and the guy came to install it, and then he walks in, and he sees, like, my workbench with all these boards and stuff on it, and he's like, oh, you make skateboards, you do skateboard company, and I was like, no, 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 I'm a skateboarder, or whatever, and I do these weird little things sometimes for, for board graphics, and he just goes, man, that is the coolest shit I've ever heard, dude, that is so awesome, good for you, man, and he's just like, yeah, Hi. Stoked, you know? <laughs> that's so sick. It's like, yeah, dude, that's rad, man. You get to do what you love. Hell yeah. More power to you, bud. Absolutely. Hey, I actually, um, speaking about ailments, I, uh, had vertigo for six months. Like, oh, shit. I was supposed to go to South America. I was riding for World Industries and I was supposed to go to South America the next day. And I didn't, I woke up with vertigo. Like, I literally sat up and everything was spinning 
and I fucking, I was throwing up, like, I couldn't, I had to have my eyes closed for 24 hours, like, for, like, two weeks, I was miserable, and it lingered for six months to, like, where I couldn't skate. Was, my, uh, was it caused by uh, a head injury? Um, that's what they were saying. See, they couldn't tell me what it was. I think they thought it was a viral infection. Is that what it would be? Caswell Berry had that, dude. Yeah, exactly. I, I actually think I mentioned it to him. It was so brutal, man. Like, I didn't yeah. go to South America. I stayed on Mike Franklin's couch for two weeks because I couldn't even stand up without falling down. Like, I, like I was, you know when you get too drunk or you get off a roller coaster and you just have no, you just fall to the ground. You, yeah. Everything tilts. That's what was going on for like two weeks, man. And finally I was able to fly home and, uh, they did all these tests on me, and they said the same thing. They were like, your head, you hit your head. I was like, I've had staples twice. Yeah. Actually, I saw your video parts, and you hit your head in the, the one. Uh, I was watching one last night. I think it was the Lakai part, maybe. You hit your head like three times. Then. Oh, in that, yeah, 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 in that ditch. Yeah, I was like, dude, I bet. Oh, dude, I, and I hit it in fucking, in Spain. Yeah. I hit my head in Spain, too. That front blunt was insane off the, on the stairs and over the gap. That was so sick, dude. That, yeah, I hit my head on that, too. But I, yeah, when I fell in that crazy ditch in New Mexico, like, yeah, I smacked my, I smacked the shit out of my head. Oh, man. But Caswell's, Caswell's vertigo was viral. Yeah, same. It was the same here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just, like, there was nothing that could be done about it. He had, the, I guess they said they had to, like, he had to wait it out. That's what they told me, too. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm a professional skateboarder, and the company I ride for isn't owned by skateboarders. If I'm not skateboarding, then I'm going to be fucked. Like, Jesus, I, dude. Yeah, so... That fucking situation. Oh, you got vertigo? You're off. Later. Yeah, well, luckily, they employed skateboarders. That's where I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not opposed big money, and I'm not opposed outside people coming into skateboarding. I think they just have to work with the skateboarders, you know? Like... I don't know. Like, I have a brand. All I need is skateboards. You know what I mean? And I do a lot for all the skateboarders around here. I sponsor kids. We went to California for two weeks. Like, I did that. Like, we've been putting people's art on skateboards. My homie Paul Francis Lambert. Like, we throw that contest. We had 300 kids in it. And it's united 24 shops on the East Coast. They all came together and just united at the skate park. Like, so if a big brand wants to come to me and is like, hey, well, you know, we want to help out with that. As long as, like... That's why I like the podcast, because they can't market me. I can just be like, yeah, if you support what I do, then awesome. If you want to help, it doesn't compromise anything I do. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I have, like, I have my own voice and things. So, um, I don't know where I'm going, but I don't think outside money's bad. I just think there has to be a balance, right? Like, I just, I worry when it's only, like, sports and competitions. Have you ever done a competition? A skateboard competition? Yeah. D- yeah, man. Tons. You do? Do you ever do the Tampa contest or anything? Yeah. You did? No shit. I did Tampa for five years. No shit. Dude, how was the best placement you got? Um, I want to say sixth, sixth or something. In the AM or pro? Pro. Damn, sixth? That's fucking amazing. (laughs) You know what's funny about pro contests is I used to always get 16th. Wow, that's weird. Why 16th? For some weird reason, dude, 16th, that was my, that was the number, man. I always got 16th. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not, I like competition. I think it's all right, but it's got to be, Healthy balance. I'm going back to that again, man. Like, this fucking absolutely got to be healthy balance. Um, I couldn't, you know, it's fun, dude, like, this was a weird one, you know, because we used to go to, we used to go to Europe every summer, because there was two major contests in Europe. There was the, the Radlands contest in England. I seen it on video. Yeah, 401, always covered it. And then yep. there was the, uh, the Germany contest. So it'd be Munster or Dortmund. I watched them all, dude. Yeah. Um, so we'd go, every summer, it's like, oh, you go, gotta go to Europe, gotta go to the contest or whatever. So it's like, Boom, hit England. Then there you have a week before you have to be in Germany. So everybody would go to Amsterdam and get fucking high as shit. <laughs> um, and then we'd go to Germany and then whatever. And dude, you know, this is, I was young, man. I was like 18, you know, 19. And 
you know, when, when you got a bunch of dudes on the course and you got a bunch of fucking egos flaring and whatever, and I seen, I seen grown men just crying uh, at a contest course, crying because someone got in their way or bitching and moaning and you got dudes in there like, like fighting. <laughs> Fuck me. And dude, like honestly, that turned me, that turned me off from, that turned me off from contests and it turned me off from other pro skaters. Yeah, I could see. For that. a long time, dude, for a long time. My, my, my knee-jerk reaction was to just not associate with, with like people like that. With other, you know, for the most part with other pro skaters because I couldn't get down with like those fucking, the chips on people's shoulders and the weird freaky attitudes that people had and just like, just the fucking like, this shit. Yeah. It's like, we all know, it's like, we all know each other. We all, we're all in the fucking magazines. We're all in the videos. We're all in the same fucking shit. Yeah. And you slip at a contest and you got these guys like, get the fuck out of my way, dude. And it's just like, really? Like, really? <laughs> like, oh, oh, there's, there's 75 guys on the course and I got in your way, you fucking bitch. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I just, I hate, I hated it, dude. And then as soon as I could, you know, it's like, I focused on skating video, d- doing video parts and stuff. And this, the second that I didn't have to do that shit anymore, I was done. That's awesome. <laughs> yep, I was done. I was like, fuck a contest, dude. I don't even want to fucking deal with the egos at those fucking things. Because a lot of those guys, just like, they think their shit doesn't stink, man. And they're just like, get out of my way, bro. Oh, you fucked me up, bro. Get in my way. It's like, man, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I just did the Tampa Pro, actually, this year. And I really, what was kind of cool was everyone, like, there was a lot of dudes that showed up that were like laid back and just sessioning and killing it. Like it was pretty sick. There was some cool moments at the Tampa Pro for sure. But I oh, agree. Yeah, the the dude, the vibe in skateboarding now is so different. Like it was harsh. It was harsh in the nineties, dude. That's all I'm gonna say. It was harsh. Yeah, you've noticed, it was harsh. You've noticed the change though, right? Oh I fuck it. yeah, dude. As I like, I like where it's at. I like that skateboarding's for everyone. Everyone's invited. Be weird. Be creative. Be crazy. Like I feel yeah, it seems like now. Now skateboarding is like much more of a fucking rad community. Yeah, hell yeah. You know? I mean, I'm sure there's still some assholes out there or whatever, but dude, now it's just like if someone's ripping, they're fucking ripping. But dude, back in the day, you're you're skating a contest and you would have these pockets of pro skaters. They would like like packs of wolves. <laughs> they would all hang out in their little zone on the course. Yeah. And they were too good to talk to, you know, it's like these guys wouldn't talk to anybody else except for dudes in the crew. Yeah. yeah. These guys wouldn't talk to anybody else except dudes in the crew, and it was this shit. Yeah, that's both. It was just like this combative, fucking like antagonistic, like egomaniacal, fucking weird shit, man. And I fucking hated skating contests. I just hated the way people acted at contests. They weren't cool. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen it too, man. On some levels, for sure. And I'm hyped. That's like what we did for our contest was like for the New England Am. What we did was uh, it was like skate shops came together and they brought three riders each and they get a session in the park like they would if they were just there having fun. You know what I mean? Like. All three yeah. of them get a skate at the same time together. And then it was super sick because then all the shops came out and they everyone cheered each other on, which was amazing. It was, like, so sick that people were just hyped for those three dudes, you know? Cool. I love that, man. They're, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's rad that, like, now you see, like, people that are just 
down for people. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Appreciation. You, know, you, you see some guy who rides for one company, and he's wearing another company's T-shirt, but it's not, you know, he's just stoked. Like, I'll wear anti-hero T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. All day long, I'll wear anti-hero T-shirts. I don't ride for anti-hero, but I fucking love that company. All hell cardio. <laughs> dude, Julian, like, all those dudes, Ronnie Sandoval, John, like, dude, anti-hero is so sick, man. I love anti-hero. I want to get Frank Gerber on the podcast. I feel like he'd be amazing to talk to. Yeah, dude, and he's, he's a, dude, Frank is good. He's quick, man. He's, he's a fucking, yeah, he can, he'll make you laugh, dude. <laughs> well, one time, I, I wore a short shirt one time. We were skating and, uh, I was in SF and Gabe Morford asked me to, I had like a black shirt on and it was like kind of getting dark and it was like a black background. He's like, do you have like a brighter shirt? I'm like, no. And then like Frank gave me his like bright orange shirt and I rocked it. I was like, sick, thank you. <laughs> Hooked it up. Oh, dude, Frank, dude, Frank is a gem, man. He's, he's, we need, it's like, I love the fact that we have people like Frank in skateboarding. We need, there's like certain people that we need in skateboarding, dude. Jason Dill is one of them, I think. These are the people that need to do podcasts because they not, are, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm preaching podcasts, Mark, because if we wanna, if we want skateboarding to be well-rounded and not just about sports and money and competition, we gotta like, interesting people gotta come up with personalities and put it out there and then it attracts a whole different fan base of people that love like paying attention and talking. Like, the podcast is huge. Dudes that have, like, I don't want skateboarders to just be athletes. I don't want that. We're way deeper than that. Skateboarders are beautiful, amazing thinkers, thinking outside the box, personalities, characters, humor. Like, we have the whole thing because we learn it all through, you know, through the practice of skating. We need more voices in skateboarding is what I'm saying. And that's why I think more podcasts should pop up, dude. The more, like, we dictate the industry. Skateboarders do. If you have opinions and you stand up and say stuff, it's cool. If we, Even if we just share ideas, like this right now, Mark, I get to talk to you. It's so sick. And, like, I've watched your videos, and now people get to listen to this while they work, and they get to hear thoughts and ideas and expression. It's what it should all be about, right? I mean, expressing yourselves. And if you can do that in more than just, like, if you can only express yourself by doing tricks, that's one thing. Maybe you should be in competitions. If you can express yourself in many yeah. different facets, then you can, if you're artistic, you can create stuff. If you have humor, you can do, you know what I mean? Like, podcast is genius for that. It's perfect. I feel, yeah, man. I feel like either, more either flavors. people, people aren't confident enough to share their, their opinions or their, um, their perspectives or whatever. They're either not confident enough or they might not really, you know, be into that, you know, or it's like, actually, dude, I'm just cruising, man. I don't really have anything to fucking say. Like, I'm just yeah. doing my thing, man, whatever. And it's like, oh, cool, man. You know, whatever. But, but those but those that th those that do like like Chris Roberts, yeah. Chris Roberts should have like a 10 minute, 10 minute long podcast where he just comes up with something funny because that dude's hilarious. That's <laughs> that gonna that be, yeah, dude, he's going to be it's going to be me, him and Kenny and then like different guests, you know, whenever we do podcasts and it's going to we're just going to be sitting around talking about we've so yes. these little beta these little beta tests that we've done have been utterly fucking insane. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> like craziest, funniest shit and it's all stuff that like people out there can relate to like oh damn i went through that too oh god you know <laughs> dude the back 40 it's gonna like the back 40 podcast is gonna be fucking insane <laughs> yeah the videos the videos themselves are already amazing like that whole the whole contest thing was fucking genius dude that's what i'm saying i think more people need we need more flavors and more expression we can't just be athletes we need to be like we need to share more. We got the tools to do it. We can build a cool industry. We can build up more stuff, you know? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's what skateboarding was like in the in the late 80s, early 90s. It's like we got it wasn't 
there were no athletes. There were just these like really strange, creative people, you know? You could see it, for sure. Yeah. There were people that were like, you know, politically inclined, that had opinions, that fucking stood up, you know, they, they stood up in their own, in their own individual ways. Like they stood up for things. They stood up against things. And they, they expressed themselves, you know? They were, they were like, they were individuals. Everybody, it was crazy. There were no like, back then, like you, you're like, you could, you're like, that's Matt Hensley. There's nobody like Matt Hensley in skateboarding. It just, that's Matt Hensley. And then you're like, oh, that's Jason Lee. Yeah. There was yeah. nobody else like Jason Lee. There's Mark Gonzalez. There's nobody else like Mark Gonzalez. There's Jason Jesse. Total individuals. No, everybody had hot. their own. Yeah, dude. Everybody had their own, like, individual thing going on. It was fucking, it was awesome. And to see a return to that and see, like, some, some dudes, like, really, like, you know, like, like, I guess, like, individuate themselves and, like, you know, like, break away and, like, do their own thing and, and, and have their own thing going on or whatever. Like, Gilbert Crockett, like, you know, he's a guy that's, like, on his own trip, man. He's an amazing skateboarder. He's doing everything he wants to do. Yeah. And he's not like everybody else. Yeah, that's right. I agree, man. I totally agree. That whole thing, that's why I named my brand All I Need because it was just kind of like a... It wasn't just a cool name. It's like a something you either relate to or you don't. You know what I mean? It's like something you understand or you don't. Like I always get, I always am amazed if someone would hate on all I need because it's like skateboarding is not like if you love skateboarding, you should like it. You know what I mean? Like it should be all you need. It's like something that makes you happy. You know what makes you happy, so you found it. That was like why I named it. I was like, all I need is like a vehicle to be happy to progress and change as a human. Like we all relate to that as skateboarders. You know what I mean? Like it's like such a universal feeling. I feel so. It's pretty rad, man. I, I agree. I think people should just express themselves, be individuals, and bring it back, dude. And that I think the money... It's funny. When I grew up... Dude, I kind of grew up in a recession just through my family background. But when the recession really hit, it was crazy. Like, for me, I was already comfortable in a recession. I grew up in it. You know what I mean? So, for, for other people, I was like, wow, you're worrying about similar things I am now. You know what I mean? I'm like... Oh wow, you know what I mean? Fucking, I don't like the recession, but it, it like definitely humbled people and brought a different perspective around. One that like now, I, I, it's cool. I think it makes us change our yeah. thoughts. You know? It's funny how how those things go in cycles. You know that recession? Holy shit, dude! Like we got depression. we got fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got fucked by the fucking you know the housing industry and like all those people that were selling those uh they were selling those bundle loans. They were giving loans. You know, I don't know if anybody listening to the podcast understands what happened. I don't. Why I don't. Into a fucking re recession. Uh, All I know is a bubble bursted because they're so, fake shit, basically. <laughs> yeah. So basically right around like 99, 2000, like uh, people started like applying for loans to buy homes. Right. And, you know, when you apply for a loan, like you have to show proof that you make enough money to pay the fucking mortgage. Yeah. You know, I did it. So. These, 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 you know, uh, Goldman Sachs and fucking all these fucking shitbag money lenders or whatever, they started giving loans to people that didn't have jobs. Jesus. <laughs> no, and guess, guess why? Guess why? Guess why? I don't know. They wanted to fuck everyone. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I have a friend who did this shit. Uh, he worked in the mortgage industry and he fucking did this shit, dude. This is what they did. Knowing full well that these people were going to fucking default on these loans because they didn't have jobs. Yeah. These yeah. people were going in there. They want to buy a home. They're going in there without with no income. They would get a million dollar loan to buy a home. Fuck me, right? How do yeah, you think you can handle that? Check it out. 
The balls, so, the balls. Is that Kenny Powers? The balls on those motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, dude, that, that was, but it was pre-planned. They, they knew what they were doing. It wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my god. They were like, what we're gonna do is we're gonna fucking, we're gonna give loans out to anyone. It was fucking, dude. In two thousand, it was super easy to get a house. Super easy, and the prices were low. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. So any, so right around, yeah, like around two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two. Uh, more and more people started, uh, applying for these loans and they're like, oh, you can get it, you can get a, you can get an 80-20 loan, which means you have no money down. You can get an 80-10-10 loan, which means you get two mortgages, 80, you get an 80%, a 10%, and you only have to put 10% down. You get a 30 year fixed, 20% down, whatever. Anyways, anyone could get a fucking loan. Yeah. Even people that couldn't afford to pay their fucking home, house payments. Anyways, so they're, they're like this. They're like, we're going to just, we're going to loan, we're just going to fucking write loans. Give everyone loans, everyone loans. They would take the, the, they would take the loan, bundle them up into groups of 30 or 100 loans and sell them to China. Wow. <laughs> so they're like, there's an outstanding loan for $700,000, right? Yeah. So they would sell it to China. For seven hundred and one thousand dollars. So they thought they were getting it. Wow. China, so China, China was just buying up our properties. Yeah. At pan, you know, whatever, at tacking on like, and they and so the mortgage companies would would tack on a thousand bucks. They would make a thousand bucks per loan. So uh, a bundle of thirty, that's thirty grand. Jeez. A bundle of a hundred, that's a hundred grand. But you're doing it all day long. My friend did this. He did bundle loans for a mortgage company. Fuck. So they're basically, they've got all these loans and the people here knew that the, 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 the homeowners were going to default. So they, they washed their fucking hands of the responsibility, sold it to someone in a foreign country. So when that, that, that loan defaulted, China had to deal with it. China had to deal with it. Not Goldman Sachs, not fucking Wells Fargo, not Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, whatever. They were like, nope, sold that shit. We're out. We, we made, we made a thousand bucks per loan. On millions of loans. We're out. We made billions and billions and billions of dollars and we fucked the entire country. Wow. And how does China deal with it? <laughs> what do they do? That's a good question. That's do a they, really good question. Do they get a repo man or something? Like, yeah, what the fuck? They keep Dude. happy. <laughs> oh my god, man. And home prices plummeted. Like, dude, Amer- America got, got bent over and fucked in the ass. By these financial institutions that we then turned around and bailed out. <laughs> yeah, horrific, horrific. It's a hustle. Oh my god. We bailed them out. Yeah. The American people that got fucked over by these institutions had to turn around and bail them out. We're like, thank you for that one. Could you put it in again? Could you fuck me harder? Dude, the whole financial, the whole financial industry, the banking industry, the financial, the whole thing is a fucking shit. It's a game. It's a shell game. It's bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. You know, you know what becomes way more valuable when you realize your currency is worth nothing? Human, human qualities. Like the people that are honest, hardworking, like the real people that have a lot of qualities in our survivors, they become a whole lot more uh, valuable. Like, you know what I mean? It's crazy. It's really, well, being, yeah, being knowledgeable and resourceful. Uh, is is a big it helps as well. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Anyone with skills, skills and qualities, like that's the new currency. I'm telling you, like that's what people are putting out into the world, projecting. We have these tools. There's new currency. Hey man, uh, pull a thousand people off the street. Pull a thousand people off the street. Line them up and ask them, Do you know how to grow your own food? Oh, I know, I know. Scared. A thousand people. Out of a thousand people will say, no, I go to the grocery store. Yeah, 
Me and my girl are going to try a garden this summer. <laughs> my homie Westgate has a cranberry bog. You know, you know Westgate? I just saw you on the Instagram with him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know him, know him like, I love him, dude. Uh, but I just had, yeah, I had ramen with him. Yeah, oh, sick. Ramen's delicious. Yeah, Westgate has a cranberry bog, and he builds everything. Yes. It's insane. It's so gnarly. His basement is like a full work, uh, wood shop that he built, and it's professional looking. I saw a dresser that Westgate, he... Westgate is textbook he's a fucking man that's what a man is <laughs> westgate is a man he's my little brother too i love that he's kid. not some bitch walking around complaining about his jeans and his shoes no you know crying about like i just need to get a new fucking fitted hat blah 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 like that motherfucker is a man he's got and more and you know what more men need to be fucking like that yeah, I agree. maybe maybe women wouldn't look at us like we're fucking morons and treat us like we're fucking idiots. Yeah, I agree. He has Popeye arms, dude. You look at Westgate. I call him the bogger because he's got like this extra muscle. He has it on his calves too. He's so yeah. dense, like he's a little bogger from just like being in the bogs with his dad. His dad's been doing it for a long time. I love dude, like he like he he has he has knowledge and skills that most other people don't. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, the dude is like, he is a perfect example of, of what a fucking man should be. A man should be fucking knowledgeable, make good decisions, be a fucking smart motherfucker, and have skills like that are fucking practical in the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's killing it. <laughs> he actually, they sponsored the Westgate Cranberries. You should check out their website or whoever's listening, westgatecranberries.com. They got like, he sells his boxes. They're like wooden boxes that he makes. He branded them. I actually helped him with his logo. And it's like, uh, it's sick, man. He sells t-shirts and it's pretty rad. And he sells the cranberries online too. You can get like two pounds of them in, in a box, a Westgate cranberry box. And, uh, it's so cool, man. He just does Dude, that. That's amazing. That's yeah. so rad that he's got like, he skates so gnarly. He's a fucking beast. Then he just does the raddest shit on the side. I love that. He built his fucking pump I house. Fuck, dude, I, yeah, I fucking love when people just have that shit going on. Hell yeah, Mark. Let me, hold on real quick, okay? I'm yeah, just going to yeah. make sure I covered everything. I know I kept you for a long time, so. I'm, oh, dude, I'm, no, nah, man, I blocked off the whole night for this shit, dude. Let's do this. All right, I got more. I want to, what I want to do right now is I want to go on my Instagram and cover some of these questions because I feel like these dudes on the Instagram are cool as hell. Pit crew, actually, All right. shop. All right, here we go. Let me, let me pull them up real quick. Uh, I'm just making a cup of tea right now. No, do your thing. But I'm here. I'm here. I'm just making tea. Do your thing. What size shoe do you wear? 9.5. Damn. All right. Day old ball sweat asked that. That's my homie <laughs> on Instagram. He wants, oh, sick. All right. He wants to know how tall you are, too. 5 feet 11. Yeah, your, your feet are proportional to your height. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm about the same. I don't know how tall I am. I might be 5'11", but I wear a 9. So Actually, I'm wearing your shoes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I guess, Which one? The, Lakai, uh, the new Lakai ones? Yeah, uh, the black ones. Hold on. Hold on real quick. Hold on. I don't have them on at the moment, but I've been skating them. Uh, these ones. The 20-year chocolate ones? These oh, the black and white. Yeah, they're sick. Nice, man. dude. Yeah. Sick. Um, yeah, so, okay, nine and a half. Let me look at the questions. Um, shout out to long-armed bros. I don't know what that means. Do you know? I don't know. No, man, but, dude, what up, long-armed bros? Back in it. All right. Handle your business. Someone said, damn, looking forward to this one. That's dope. All right, pit crew. Let me make sure this is pit crew skateboards. All right, this is, um, where are they? Shit, disappeared. One sec. They're asking, when are you going to buy it? When is he buying a farm in North Carolina and moving back to the east side? <laughs> um... Dude, man, that's what I 
How? I can't answer that. So you don't know. Undetermined. <laughs> Undetermined. I'm just, dude, I just wake up every day and just figure, figure out my shit. I don't know. That's all you can do. That's awesome. One foot in front that's, of the other. That's all I can do. Yeah, one foot in front of the other is a beautiful approach. Um, yeah. If you could I only, you know what I, you know what, you know what's true in my life right now? You know what's true? What's that? Is that I'm sitting in a chair in my dining room talking to you. That's the only thing that's true in my life right now. Hell yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's the only thing that's, that's actually true. The rest, I don't know. That's awesome. I like that in the background. What is that on your wall behind you? Oh, that's a, that's an Andy Jenkins painting. There's a, there's a series of them. Wow, dude, those are so sick. Yeah, so he's the artist, uh, he's the art director at Girl. Oh, so cool, man. Yeah. Damn, that's sick that you have all those on your wall. Oh, dude, I have a, oh my god, I have so much art that needs to be, uh, framed and put on the walls. And there's some that's framed, um, and then there's a ton of stuff that needs to be, uh, that I need to go get framed. Dude, framing is fucking retardedly expensive. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> like, if you get something framed, or you can go to, like, you know, Aaron Brothers or one of those places, I, you can buy these, like, pre-made frames, or you can get shit framed. It's way better Dude. if you get it framed, I'm sure. Yeah, if you get something framed, like, say you bought, say you bought, like, a painting for 500 bucks or whatever. The frame could very well cost 700 bucks. Damn. <laughs> the frame, just the fucking frame in the glass. It's like, it's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, no. You're like, but I got him. It's a piece of work. You get a piece of art. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, man. That's the fucking biggest scam. I'm in the wrong game, dude. Framing, <laughs> Framing's the tight game. I saw some art at my mom's house. She just must have gathered it somewhere, and I was checking it out. It looks so sick. Um. Okay. Um. If you could listen to one artist in life, who would it be? So I don't know if he's talking about art or music or what artist. Uh, oh, well, listening to an artist, yeah. that's probably music, yeah. right? Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> that's like the Desert Island question. Yeah, uh, it's kind of. Yeah, ten records on a desert island, what would you listen to? Um, <laughs> you're, shoot, you're, if I literally had to narrow it down... Britney Spears. If I had to narrow it down where they're like, they're like, that's it, we're erasing all the music, we're taking your records, we're erasing all the music in your fucking iPod, uh... Fuck, man. One artist for the rest of my life? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But you got to pick, dude. It's Instagram question. You can't let him down. Well, it would have to be someone that's got a huge catalog of music, man. I'm gonna just going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say Van Morrison. There you go. Fuck yeah. I like how you took that serious. That was Yeah, dude. I'm going to say Van Morrison because he's, he's been in the game for so long. He's got so many good songs, so much music. I, that's probably, and I love his music, so that's probably Van Morrison, dude. I'd run that. That's why, that's why I rock, uh, Spotify, cause you can just go to that artist and it'll just cycle through all of it. You know what I mean? Like, it'll just stay on that artist. I love, like, oh, wow. Yeah, Spotify, cause it'll just, you'll hit shuffle mix, but it'll shuffle through all their albums. So you just, like, it stays on that artist, which is so sick. How that's much just, does that cost? No, that sounds free, rad. Free, free, free. Just download Spotify on your phone. There's commercials, that's the only catch. You, like, once in a while there'll be a commercial, and then they'll go back to, like, three of the songs from the same artist. Oh, is it kind of like Pandora, but it, but it doesn't shuffle it stays different on the, bands. It just stays on that artist. Yeah, it stays on the artist. Like I'll put I've never on, heard of that, dude. That's crazy. I'll, and you can go, you can open it up, and you can go to see albums, and you can pick like the specific album you want to start off on, and then it'll cycle through that and go into the, their other albums. I put on Florence and the Machine and listen to it for hours and hours and hours. Can you get it on your phone too? Yeah, it's free. That's how I listen to it on my phone. Oh, sick! All my right. Yeah, we have a. 
we have speakers at our we have uh, speakers at our park that all throughout the park. So we we have a receiver in the office, and we could just plug our phones into the receiver, yeah. and it just blasts in the park. It's it's rad. Spotify, dude, you'll kill it. We do that at our skate park. I'll put on one artist, and we'll just jam out for a long time. Oh, um, sick. all right. right. Well, we got more questions. You, okay. Um, someone wants to be your son, dude. Ask him if I can be his son. Uh, no, nah, man. I've I've already been through that. <laughs> there you go, dude. Wait, wait, are you joking? Are you really, do you have a kid? Yeah, I have a kid. You do? Boy or girl? A uh, boy. Damn, congrats, man. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's not, it's not that awesome. No, just not a good thing? No. Damn. I had, I went through, I went through, you know, like the, uh, the mother came after me for money and oh. took, took the kid away and blah, blah, blah. Revenge. Damn. Revenge. Oh, man. Yeah. No wonder, no wonder you're cautious, man. I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't get to see my son anymore. Yeah, that's brutal, dude. I'm sorry about that. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I and that's that's one of those things. Remember, I was talking about how the spark comes and goes, the motivation comes and goes. Yeah, that that, ru- that ruined me for that ruined me for uh, two and a half years. Yeah, that I didn't skate. I didn't skate for two and a half years. Yeah, that'll do it, dude. That'll fucking yeah. do. I've been to those I've been to those depths, Mark. You're not alone, dude. Not not exactly that, but I've been through some like darkness. And I still struggle with it with family and stuff like that. And it's not easy. It's like, life is life. You know what I mean? It's like, I like that you're honest and you have humility and, and you're brave enough to like talk, express that. It's fucking awesome, dude. I talk about all this stuff. All, I expose myself a lot and it's, it's hard to do it. Like, yeah, I, I'm glad when people are like, it's cool. It's their narrative, our story. It's like, you talk about your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Shit happens, man. You fucking got some, you know, I don't have any control over what anybody else does. Yeah, yeah. Somebody fucking, you know, like, Jesus Christ, man. Somebody gets fucking mad at me and, like, hires a lawyer and fucking come after me for money or, you know, whatever. Like, t- like claiming all this fucking blatantly false bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like, that's it. Like, you, you know, like, sometimes life kicks you in the fucking ass, man. You just got to fucking deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a truth. There's truths that are not, we don't always want to face, but there's truths. Yeah, man, like, like life is going to, whatever, man. Like, that shit was hard, dude. Like, I went through some bullshit, man, and it was, it fucking ruined me. It fucking ruined me. And then I didn't, but I didn't, I didn't stop. You know what I mean? I didn't fucking, I didn't like lay down and die. I, I was like, all right, man, I gotta fucking, I gotta fight my, not fight my way through this. It wasn't like that. It was more like, I gotta, I gotta like, I've gotta fix the part of me that is affected by this. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, it does, it does. Yeah. Because I was so unbelievably affected that I literally, I stopped leaving my house. I didn't skate anymore. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't see anybody. I didn't socialize. I didn't fucking do shit, dude. Like I, I it, it ruined me like that bad. Yeah. And then, uh, and then one day I, I woke up and I was like, all right, man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go and see uh, a hypnotherapist and I'm gonna fix this. You know, it took a while, but What's I fixed that? it. What's that like? Do they? Do you really get hypnotized? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. You. Um. I like to say. I like to say it like this. Thank you, because I, I know exactly what you're doing right now. Because check, yeah, well, check this out, dude. Yeah. You know, if you have a problem in the engine of your car, yeah, you're not gonna fix it by taking your car through the car wash every weekend. <laughs> It'll look nice though. <laughs> yeah, but you're not gonna fix the problem in your engine. You have to yeah. fucking open the hood and get into the engine and fucking fix that shit. So the brain, the human brain, the mind is like that too. We have different, we have different parts of the mind, and we store. 
we store things in different parts of the mind. So if you have a fucking problem, if you have a fucking problem in a certain part of your mind, you you can go through hypnotherapy, you can go in and you can access that part of the mind and you can go in and you can unplug things. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for you, like the little bit that you've shared with me, you know, on this podcast, I can tell you right now, point blank, you can go in through, through hypnotherapy, you can go in and you could literally unplug some of the gnarly shit from your upbringing. I've been doing it. I've been doing it in the sensory deprivation tank. Cause I, I have, I have trauma in my life from how I grew up, like real trauma from just like broken relationships and violence and trauma, shit that sticks with you, like your genetic DNA. If I don't fix it out and I have a kid, I'm passing that shit on. So, um. Yeah, you are, and you are, yeah. Not that I'm, yeah. not that I'm planning on having kids, but, but, uh. No, but it's, it's true. A child, cause you, cause you, you, you know, through that lineage, you know, a child is literally comes from, comes from your body. It comes from your, your genetic material. And, um, if you do, if you start studying genetic memory and stuff, like you get what's crazy is like you get along with like anything that, anything that's, um, you know, any kind of like past life memories or, you know, past life experiences. That's why people are born with birthmarks because birthmarks a lot of times are, are, uh, wounds in past lives. Yeah. Um, gunshot wounds, knife wounds, you know, accidents, you know, whatever. They'll have a birthmark, um, at that place where they were shot, stabbed, they fell out of a barn and landed on the, a wagon wheel, whatever. Really? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's Cause it's, it's stored like gen- genetic memory is fucking dude. It's information, dude. It's stored in your, in your, in your DNA. So it's like, but what's crazy, dude, is so is your mama's. So is your daddy's. Oh man. So we're, yeah, we're born into this world with like a whole mess of fucking like lessons to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely, man. That, that fucking shit sticks with you. I was born at a negative, you know, like my, I came into a violent situation right away. So, and I know my mom was doing crazy shit while I was inside of her too. So those emotions, it's like if you look at a, like a, I don't know, I look at people like plants, like life like plants. You know what I mean? I look at my sisters and stuff or people around me and sometimes you see a woman and you're like, how old is she? And she looks way older and way abused and beat. And it's like, it's because she's neglecting herself. She's not like allowing herself to, to flourish. You know what I mean? It's like those emotions and all that trauma and shit that comes with it, man, poisons you and makes up who you are. Like it really. And it can cause you, it can cause you to believe a lot of horse shit about yourself too. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. A lot of horse shit about the world that's not rooted. It's not rooted in any kind of truth whatsoever. It's just a belief. Yeah. A belief belief is just that. Like a belief is just that. Like a, it it doesn't mean it's true. It's just some bullshit that you believe. And a lot of people out there believe a bunch of bullshit about themselves. Yeah, it's like I'm this and I'm that and I'm this and I'm that and and I'm not good enough and I'm I'm, uh, and I'm always gonna be poor and that we're you know that's yeah blah 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 like fuck fuck that that's bullshit unless it's rooted in truth. Something that's always going to be true. Not true for five minutes, true today. Like, truth is true forever, no matter what. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? So, you, you aren't, yeah, like, you're not, you're not, like, dude, like, you're not your, your mother's son. No. You know? No. <laughs> you're a guy sitting in a room talking to someone else on a computer right now. That's what you are. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in the present moment. I like being in the present moment. It's nice. I don't wallow in pain anymore. Like, I had to work all that stuff out because I realized it was unproductive, you know? Like, life has to grow. If you're not growing, you're just, you're doing the opposite. And it's like, 
You have to, yeah. you have to, you know, but dude, if, if you're like, if you're, if some, if, you know, cause a lot of people out there, they hang on to the past, you know? Yeah. Especially like drinkers, like heavy drinkers are always going back to the past. They're going back to the past, digging up some old shit, da 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 da, hanging on to the past, using that as an excuse for why they can't fucking make shit happen in the present or whatever. Yeah. But okay. guess what? Show me the past. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Show it to me. Somebody's like, oh, here's a photo of me when I was fucking 12. It's like, no, motherfucker, that's a piece of paper that you're showing me right now. Yeah, yeah. No, show yeah. me the past. Show me at you, show me you at six years old. Show me you at 12 years old. You can't. It's gone. It's done. It's gone. Doesn't exist. Not real. The only thing you're left with is your perceptions, which a lot of times, you know, scientifically proven that they're incorrect. Yeah. Your perceptions of the past are not even close to what really happened. Yeah. So we, we, all we're left with, our memories are just these like weird impressions or our perceptions of past events filtered through whatever, filtered through, uh, you know, like whatever, like our experiences, trauma, mental disorders, a fucked up filter. And if you're operating with a fucked up filter, you're going to be processing everything. You're going to be processing life, time, memories, experiences. You're going to be processing it through a fucked up filter. So rely, relying on memories or using memories to like as an excuse or hanging on to old shit. Guess what? It's probably not even what really happened anyways. And it's not gonna, it's, it's not productive. You're right. It's not productive. You gotta let it go. You gotta let it go because you gotta, like, if you're not growing, you're dying. It's just what it is. Life well, is about, well, there, you don't have a choice. You have, you, cause you can't hang on to it because it, it's not real. You can, but you're just gonna be, you're gonna be miserable. I've seen so many people try to hang on to things and it, that's when they stunt their growth and they stay in those paradigms and it's not healthy. Like, you, you wanna expand. You don't wanna retract. Um, yeah, man. Fuck <laughs> not, the past. The past is done. I agree, man. I, what are you, it's like it's like this. It's like, what are you gonna do now? What are you gonna do now? What are you gonna do tomorrow? What are you gonna do now? Yeah. What are you doing right now? That's the only thing that fucking matters. What are yeah. you doing right now? That's why it goes back to like the whole self-reflection thing. Because if you just stop and go, okay, what can I fix? And then you look at yourself and you face your fears and see. That's why I was getting actually talking to you about the float tank. I've done it a bunch of times, and basically it just cuts off. I, you've heard of float tanks before? Yeah, there's one in Venice out here, yeah. Yeah, I've been going, and it's amazing because you don't have any of your senses, and you kind of get in there, and it forces you to kind of hear your own voice for the first time. Like, it's like you're in outer yeah. space, you know what I mean? So I've been doing it. And yeah, you can have psychedelic experience. You can have fucking, like, crazy psychedelic experiences in a, flota- a flotation tank. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I only went, I went in, like, five times. I went in sober once. The rest, I was stoned out of my mind. But because um, I really wanted to push it, I want to freak myself out because like I know I had emotional baggage and things that would come up. It's crazy. The first 20 minutes, Mark, you get in and everything that you're like is subconscious that you've been carrying around comes up and you yeah. work, you work through that shit in 20 minutes. And then after that, you realize you're like, I was just being a bitch. Like all that shit didn't even matter. I don't know why I was stressing about any of it. Like shit that you forgot about. You're like, you just work through that. And then you get 40 minutes. Well, I do an hour. Then I get 40 minutes to lay there and like lucid dream and just think about, I think positive. I think about cool shit and like visualize it and like just have fun, like lucid dreaming, I guess. Like, but that's what people are afraid of those 20 minutes and you work through it and you're like, you have like a freak out, you know, you're like, oh, I'm this, I have this character. I'm, you sum yourself up and then you get past it. You're like, oh, I'm not a bad person. You fuck. Yeah. It forces you to because you have no stimulus. So it's just your thoughts. You work through them. That's like meditation. Meditation does some similar where, you know, they, they call it the uh, the roommate upstairs. Yeah. 
when, when you sit down to meditate and you, and meditation isn't what people, uh, what the average Joe think it is. It's like, oh, you gotta clear your mind of all thoughts. Fuck no, that's the opposite of what you should do. Yeah. When you meditate, you sit there, and you shut the fuck up, and you close your eyes, and you let all that bullshit come up. Yeah. You let it all come up, and then you just kind of like let it go. Yeah, I've been doing it at lunch. <laughs> all my breaks, I've been, I got like seven minute breaks, and I close my eyes, and I just like, don't I just zone out and it just whatever happens happens whatever I think about I literally yeah. just keep my eyes shut and stare at the back of like the darkness and I just kind of follow the patterns like I'm not stoned or anything I'm just sober but I'm just like laying there doing that so I imagine that's like a form of you let your mind reset you let your mind kind of work through it without fighting it maybe yeah that's yeah, this? yeah um, there's a name for those patterns by the way I have a book with a name of those patterns when you see those weird oh really yeah 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 there's a, there's an actual name for those um but when you, you know, when you do, when you do, uh, hypnotherapy, um, and you, you unplug certain things, you'll have some fucked up dreams for like weeks after. <laughs> yeah. You but it's, it's, it, 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 you clear, it's clearing, it's clearing all that bullshit out. Yeah. And what's crazy is you'll have a fucked up dream and you won't be able to remember them like five minutes after you wake up because they're not, they're not certain kinds of dreams. They're actually, they're dreams where you're, um, it's like when you open a bottle of Perrier. And the bubbles appear out of nowhere. Yeah. And they're effervescing up to the top. Yeah. That like that happens in your mind. You're you're um you're clearing a bunch of old bullshit that's stored in your in your uh the either the reptilian uh the R complex part of the brain, which is the back of your the back of your base of your neck or whatever, base of your skull. Yeah. Or the mammalian brain. Most of it's in the R complex. But it's just like getting rid of old shit cleaning out the fucking attic you know what i mean yeah which is healthy everyone needs that man we carry so much stress and worry and insecurity and all oh, the tra- shit dude trauma jesus christ like oh how many fucking people are what running around out there like behaving and making decisions and uh and and all of it's rooted in trauma yeah it goes back to alcoholism too because then that fuels the fire for a lot of people it gets scary out there dude <laughs> alcoholism yeah man like all that bullshit, man, that's, that's, you know, that's like a band-aid over a gunshot wound. That's what people do to just, like, get by. I did that when I was younger. I would drink a lot just because, like, it was, like, suppressing, kind of. You're like, oh, I just get drunk. Just, yeah, I mean, uh, until, until you gain, until you gain knowledge of yourself and, and, and self-awareness and stuff, like, shit, man, it's almost like, like, hard drinking is like a survival mechanism. Yeah. Yeah, you're just yeah. trying to like you're just doing and it's you know it's like you're just doing like whatever you can do to like Medicate. holy fuck like just to deal you yeah, know medic- medicate like self-medicating like and that's exactly what it is yeah, it's yeah. self-medication you know yeah. but actually like the 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 root problem the the cause the root cause the thing that the thing that make that, that makes you want to fucking grab a drink and just drown it all out yeah it's, it's zone out and numb out the root cause is the thing that actually should be addressed. Yeah, now, it, doesn't go away. it doesn't go away with like a... a no, even, even like if you stop drinking, seriously, like, fuck, booze it up for 10 years and you fucking quit drinking, guess what? Your problem's still fucking there unless you, unless you address the problem. Hello again, my friend. <laughs> you know, address the fucking trauma. Address the problem. Like, go straight to the source. Like, get under the hood. Don't just fucking, don't just take your car through the car wash. <laughs> fucking open the hood, get in the fucking engine and start taking all the bullshit out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I highly recommend hypnotherapy. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, the lady that I go to the float tank for, I think she does that as well. She does like a few different healing arts. She calls it the healing arts. And uh, I haven't tried any any of the other ones because the float tank has been so good for me. Like, 
I've actually been bringing my homies because I bought like a package and I was like, you want to meet yourself? Like hear your own inner voice without any stimulus? <laughs> I can give this to you. Let's go. Okay. Dude, the, ro- the fucking roommate upstairs. The fucking shit in your head. Yeah, I think the voice, like, god damn it, dude, the the voice that tortures you, and he always pops his fucking rotten ass head out when you're stressing out on a trick. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to trick for two hours, guess what, that motherfucker will show up and start telling you some bullshit, like, you're not gonna land it, you're not gonna fucking land it, you shouldn't even fucking be bothering with this bullshit, look at this fucking guy riding, riding a fucking bicycle right by the fucking spot, he's fucking you up, dude. That's why you're not landing. This motherfucker, he's sitting too close to the ledge. Look at this guy moving the fucking lights around. Da, 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 da. <laughs> That's bullshit. Yeah, you gotta block that out. Somewhere. I know, I noticed that, dude. Like, I noticed some days you get into that perfection zone. Like, not just you, but I imagine anyone who's like been skating like 10,000 hour type deal. You get like, I've hit moments where you just don't feel like you can fall. You know what I mean? Like, you're almost like, I don't know. I don't know. Do you have that experience? Like, where you just, some yeah. days you get that moment where you just like that expertness like kicks in and you're like this is effortless. That's zen. That's the dev. That's zen. That's, that's what it is. Being in the zone. Yeah. I used to take this stuff called holy basil. Have you ever heard of that? Never. Holy basil is uh, a plant that they that you can buy a supplement of uh of you know the 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 plant. Yeah. And it will put you into that state. No shit. Yeah. What? So. Whenever I'd be stressing out on a trick and I'm going back, like, you know, I'm going back to the spot, like, for the third time to fucking battle it again. Yeah. Oh, oh, holy basil. No shit. And you get there and you're just like a fucking Buddhist monk and you're just not tripping. You're like, it, you're like this. It's like, it will be what it will be. Is it safe? Is this stuff, it's just a supplement, so it's not like, it's not, it's... Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 no, no, it's t- it's not even like a supplement, it's it's like a, it's a, like a tea, like, like a, oh, okay, you can okay. get the basil tea. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you can get the leaves, like, in a little, in a little, um, in a little capsule. Yeah, okay, that makes sense, yeah. It's like, it's like chamomile, same, you know, it's like... Oh, different, it, different. so it makes you feel like that, okay, I get it. My, my homie Derek, you know Derek Fukara? He should... Uh, I know who it is. I don't think I've ever met him. Oh, he's cool, man. You should meet him for sure. He's like a, a legit dude. He lives, I think, down in Southern California, like a Long Beach area. But um, uh, he gave me some Alpha Brain, which Joe Rogan talks about a lot, too. I have some in the... Dude, hold up. Let me go get it. <laughs> I tried that with him. and I'll... Boom! Oh, you do? You do have... What up? <laughs> and, and that's like supposed to stimulate you, too. I mean, it gives you that extra boost to be sharp and quick and do do that's what he always says, like. So there's Alpha Brain, and then uh, they make on it makes the uh, Shroom Tech, which which gives you ATP energy. You know, it's a uh, gives you a different kind of energy for athletic uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, instead of like, you know, it's like, oh man, I'm just gonna fucking drink two Red Bulls and fucking you know a venti coffee at Starbucks with two shots of espresso, dude. You will fucking you will tank so fast if that's artificial energy. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, Shroom Tech actually. Dude, what does it say? It's like, it's ATP. So, yeah, cordyceps, um, it does something else. Yeah, it's gnarly. It was really... So it uses, it actually gets your body to use uh, natural energy. Yeah, which is sick. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, instead of like a Red Bull, which you'll spike and then you'll crash. Same okay. with coffee. You spike and you crash. Yeah, coffee's good. Red Bulls, I fucked with those for a while and I was like, this is horrible. Like, I'm just destroying myself. So bad. I would mix them with Gatorade, like half and half, because oh. like, it's not as bad, you know, diluted. But I'm like, it's too strong for me. I'm t- like, even with weed, I just take a couple hits, and it's like, that's it. I'll stay high. Like I, 
I have to take a shower to not be high. <laughs> do you do you smoke um indica or sativa? Um, with my homie, with everyone's the upper, I guess. I don't really know. Uh, indica, I believe, is the one that's like kind of like espresso. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it actually, I get an eighth, and it'll dry out before I finish it. Like every time, like it it takes so little. Like, but it's yeah. so good for arthritis and like the vertigo. Like I used it for the vertigo because my homie Mike Franklin was like. After six months, I was like, I still can't skate. I get on my board, and I just feel like my eyes hurt from the light, and, like, I can't focus. And he was just like, here, just smoke some weed. Because he knows he got in a gnarly motorcycle accident, tore yeah. the whole leg up, and, like, you know, he uses it for pain management. And I hadn't smoked it since I was little, so I went back, and I tried it, and cured it like that. It was like, damn, no more headaches, no more, like, I could, like, every time I'd sweat, I'd get, like, a headache and, like, just feel like I'm going to pass out. Like, for after six months of vertigo, like. Wow. Yeah, so it cured it up, dude, and, like, ever since then, plus arthritis, it's like, dude, you know, I try not to, like, abuse it. Like, I do it when I podcast or, like, if I'm going to skate, but I, I'm an overthinker like you, man, so, like, if I do it and I'm just hanging out, I'm just going to overthink into myself into circles, you know? Yeah, that was that was my experience for the most part. With moderation, moderation is what I learned. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a big, never been a big weed guy or whatever because I had you know like I had a couple of experiences that at a different time of my a different time in my awareness or my my a different level of consciousness that really kind of threw me off yeah but um yeah so I never I never got too into it you know yeah. but um shit man like d- dude the research is there like holy fuck dude the research is there like it's Oh, oh my god dude like <laughs> that plant there's a reason that plant is on this planet just like um just like ayahuasca yeah just yeah. like i just like uh the iboga plant in africa there's a reason that shit is on this earth uh, yeah i want to i want to try to bring my mom and <clears throat> I, I don't know if she'd ever do it but the ayahuasca because they say that's really good for like trauma for people that come back from wars and stuff like that you know like, and you know what you know what they're using what they're doing uh for post stress or post traumatic stress disorder now yeah um so this this girl amber amber lion has a website yeah she's awesome yeah 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 um so what they're doing for for uh for veterans that have post traumatic stress disorder and just people that have uh, PTSD yeah um yeah. uh MDMA MDMA pure not Molly not fucking Molly or ecstasy yeah. pure MDMA they're treating PTSD in veterans with MDMA and in, in a controlled environment with doctors and MDMA cures PTSD. Wow, that's gnarly. That's not yeah, yeah. That's fucking gnarly. Ayahuasca, holy shit, ayahuasca will change your fucking life. Yeah, I want I wanna go somewhere and do that, but I'm so scared. Like I've never the only thing I've ever done is like drink, smoke cigarettes and uh and uh smoke weed. I've never done like mushrooms or acid or anything else. But I would do the ayahuasca stuff because, but I'm scared. I don't know how to go about it. And I know Amber Lyon, she traveled down there. That's gnarly to go. She's, she's moving there right now. Yeah, she's going to live down there. Do you remember her website? I'm wondering. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, uh, let me let me find. I'll find it right yeah, now. I'll, t- I'll tell you right now so you can just tell whoever's listening. Yeah, people would love to hear that, dude, because I know she's doing great stuff in that field, you know? Yeah, so they're doing a bunch of research with these uh these uh, psychedelic plants uh, in, in, in um, for uh, healing me- uh, purposes. Yeah, yeah, not just to get crazed, but to actually use the medicine, you know? Yeah, not to fucking party. Not to yeah. fucking party. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Re- oh, it's, yeah, this is the this is the website for the um, for all the research on the psychedelics. Uh, it's reset dot 
me dot m e reset dot me awesome yeah we have we put the links in the show so they'll be in the show notes to all the listeners so with everything else as well um mark before before we go um just because I'm East Coast and I gotta wake up, but uh, I could do this for days, dude. And I'm definitely gonna ask you to come back on like in a few months, like when some time passes and we could catch up again. I'd be hyped to have you back again because we could talk about a million things for sure. Um, oh yeah, dude. Let oh, me just yeah, get dude. a couple quick ones out just so we can try to get as many people as possible. Okay. Let's just, just let's fire them off. Let's do this. There it is. Perfect. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Let me just make sure I'm on the right one. All right. All right. All right, good Keenan memory. I never met him. You never met him? Okay. Never once met Keenan. Never. Wow. Yeah, he said, ask him about Keenan. I've always been such a huge fan of chocolate and girl, and I always love hearing stories about Keenan, and he seemed like the best dude. That's what my impression, too. I know, man. I never, I never had the pleasure of meeting Keenan. Wow. Everyone, dude, everyone says he's the, he's the fucking best guy ever. Yeah, be my light, dude. Um, alright. Someone said, looking forward to this one. Alright. Um, whatever happened to Edward Sebastian's skate clothing? Uh, they just pulled the plug one day. They were like, we're not doing this anymore. And that was it. He said, cause he wrote, I bet no one remembers those days. I didn't know that. I didn't know what that was. I, dude, they made rats. Dude, they made sweaters, man. They made <laughs> awesome pants. And that was out of plan B, too. No shit. Yeah, it was cool, man. Carl, he- I think Carl Hyman did it. Yeah. Did you ride for Elwood? No. No, you didn't. Maddox. You ride for Maddox, though. Yeah, I've ridden for Maddox for, fuck, dude, 18 years. Dude, Gabe's the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. He's the man. All right. They actually sponsored our New England Am. Pretty sick. We got a big fan. Who is it? Um, Maddox sponsored uh, the New England Am. Oh, oh, the contest. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. art contest day. We have banners hanging up at our park for Maddox, so I hung them up. So sick. Okay. Um, what person? We already covered that one. Top of the dark, fully fitted. Talked about that one. <laughs> My homie wrote, ask him if he's figured out how to walk on water yet because the man is a god. <laughs> he likes you, I think. <laughs> well, I know, I know, I know how it's done. <laughs> yes. Try, like, check this out. I know how it's done. <laughs> but I haven't, no, the, the work involved to be able to, um, communicate with, uh, like, water and rock, like, in, in their, you know, fuck, how can I say this? It's in the raw material. It's in those raw material books. Um, the, let, I'll say it like this. The level of consciousness that you have to attain, what they call the unity consciousness or Christ consciousness. So Christ is not a name. So, you know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Christ is not a name. It wasn't his name at all. Uh, that is the, that is the old, that is the, uh, the King James English for, cause it's the, you know, what we read in the King James English, um, has been translated so many fucking times from the original Aramaic and okay. Hebrew. Uh, we're not even getting an accurate, uh, we're not even getting an accurate translation. So Jesus Christ was not his name. Christ is a, is a title of, it's a title of an attainment of a level of consciousness called Christ consciousness or unity consciousness. When both hemispheres of the brain are balanced. Um, is this, you believe this? This is real? Yeah, this, this is real. I mean, the Buddhists, you know, the Buddhists do this, so you research the rainbow body. 
Yeah. Um, the Buddhists uh, attain the rainbow body, and they keep a record of of all of the uh, Buddhists that have um, attained it. Yeah. Um, where they can they can um, change their form at will. They di- and they die uh, consciously. They choose when they die. Jesus Christ! It's like what isn't that called suicide? No, 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 no. No, it's different. <laughs> it's consciously transmuting your energy from the physical body to something else. That's like, but a, yeah, but like walking on water and stuff like that. The fucking level of the level of consciousness that you would have to attain to be able to do that is so far beyond. Like, oh shit, it would take you so long to do that. <laughs> I can't. I can't focus that long. That's like those yogis. You know, the yogis in Tibet and stuff. The, the people that live like up in the mountains. Yeah. In Tibet and stuff, like they just spend their whole lives meditating. Man, I feel like, like the stories of the stuff that those guys can do is unbelievably incredible <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know if i had that much discipline that's a lot of discipline to do that yeah Amazing. i talk about unplugging yeah true 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 yeah how is his no oh and we talked about your flying issue yeah so we covered we covered a lot even without it's awesome hell yeah mark well like i said like how i like to wrap it up usually is um just if you have anything you want to like plug for the show notes like for people to check out like any cool stuff you're working on or whatever you have that you'd like to share if there's anything some people just say no i'm fucking over it (laughs) no i mean i'm not over uh, yeah i'm not over that um i mean shoot dude like I think like whatever I'm involved in is is kind of like a no brainer, you know. Like yeah, my you know the companies like Chocolate, Lakai, uh, the Back Forty, um, Maddox, uh, A- oh ABC with Atiba and Andrew. Hell yeah! I mean, just whatever. Like check that stuff out. Like do your thing, whatever. Just you know. But um, yeah. I mean, if I could just say anything uh, to anyone listening, like I would just. I mean, I'd just kind of maybe want to say like that the world the world around you is not what you think it is um we don't we don't understand the world around most of us don't understand the world around us because because of the people who who put it in place yeah you know the 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 puppet masters at the top of the pyramid and all the secret there's there's a there's a completely secret language that's all around us on the street, in buildings, in architecture, in logos, on signs, yep. for fucking ExxonMobil, Chevron, like, for, like, financial institutions, that they use the geometry, the colors that they use, it's all for a reason. Yeah, they're pushing It's a paradigm. language. Yeah, they're pushing a paradigm that you're stuck in. <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah, but... Yeah, but they they rely, they depend on our ignorance. And ignorance is not stupidity. Ignorance just means that, uh, or there's nescience. Let's just say this, there's nescience. Nescience means without knowledge. You're nescient, you're without knowledge. But it doesn't mean you're fucking stupid, and it doesn't mean you're dumb, it just means you don't know yet. You're nescient. Ignorance means you're just fucking closing your eyes and ignoring it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And ignorance isn't even is isn't even fucking stupidity or anything. Ignorance is just a fucking choice people make. Like I don't want to look at that. I'm gonna ignore it. I'm in ignorance. <laughs> but you know, I'll just say that there there is there is a world out there that it's there if you want to find it and understand like where we're at and why things are the way they are. 
It's there for you. It's right in your fucking face. If you want to know what the fuck is going on, and it's easy to it's easy to find it, and it's easy to have uh, a lot more understanding. It just takes a little bit of extra work and digging, and you know, understanding and stuff. But fuck, man, like we're only here to uh, we're only here to like experience this life and learn uh, how to love uh, ourselves and how to love uh, other people. That's pretty much what the fuck we're here for. That's all we're here for. Everything else is just jewelry, dude. Yeah. It's all just jewelry. Your car, your fucking TV, your fucking this and that. It's all jewelry. That's all it is. It's trinkets. It's, it's fucking novelty. Thanks. We're only, yeah, we're only here to experience life, to learn how to love, and to enjoy this shit. So, you know, handle your shit. Go skate. Handle your shit. Open a book. Fuck, do you, live your life and be happy. You know, just like, keep going. No matter, no matter where you're from and no matter how, what life you're born into, you can find a way to, like, reach that. Yeah. You know what I you mean? You are not, yeah, you are not your past, period. You're not your past. You're not your family upbringing. You're not your economic demographic. You're not, you're none of that shit. Mark, all you are is infinite potential waiting to realize itself, period. <laughs> Mark, you are a fucking legend, and I'm so grateful you came on the podcast, man, because it takes some bravery in this day and age to express yourself and be open and talk about these things i know people are scared but they're also thirsty to listen to this stuff and it, it incites bravery in other people when we talk about this stuff and i know that because i get so much positive feedback from everyone on this podcast just just being able to be transparent and talk about things and be honest and truthful it's a rare thing but it's spreading it's infectious and i'm so grateful you came on the podcast Mark, thank you. <laughs> awesome, dude. I'm stoked, man. Thank you so much. And dude, holler at me when you want me to come back, man. We'll just we'll just shoot the breeze about some other stuff too. I'm down. I'm down. Like I said, we'll give it a little bit of time and then we'll catch up again for sure. Thank you again, Mark. And like I said, um, I have people that produce my podcast for me. Royal Decca, those guys are awesome. You can look at them on Instagram, Royal Decca, and they hook up my whole podcast and they'll edit it and clean it all up and they add an intro and an outro. And uh, I'll send out an email to everyone, all my connects, and I'll send it to you as well. Actually, why? Um, let me. Uh, we're. I'm gonna email. Wait, I have your email, right? We've been. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. I already got your email, so I'll put you in the in the list, so you'll get it. And uh, thank you again, man. Yeah. When this thing's ready to go live, dude, send me an image, and I'll blast it. Yep. Perfect. As soon. I'll, what I'll do is I'll have a bunch of stuff made, and I'll send it all to you, and you can just promote it however you'd like. Okay. Awesome, dude. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Mark. Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time. Uh, Ten seconds. Ready? Nine, Hell yeah. Eight, Say come on. Seven, to all my people where you six, at, put your fist up. Five, we gon' twist up. up. Say come on. Come on. Experience the train of thought. Hot boy. Come on. Experience rocking with the reflection.